0: Welcome back to a special Tuesday evening edition of Factory Sealed. It's November 3rd, 2015. My name's Eric Peterson. Joining me today is the special Factory Sealed crew, Mr. Kevin Byer.
1: You know, where I come from, special means retarded. (laughs) And I do not take kindly to that.
0: I knew full well what I was
1: saying when I said it. <laughs> hey Eric, how's it going? It's
0: going well, Kevin. I've missed
1: you. I've missed you too. I was thinking we should uh we should plan a trip this summer and, and get together again. Let's do it. Alright, let's do it.
0: Or you can come down here this winter.
1: Uh yeah, that might work too.
2: We got
0: Derek Scavel.
2: I'm glad you guys were um done being uh, all lovey-dovey and decide to introduce me, so hello crowd, You just Kevin, gotta, Eric.
0: You gotta just go with the flow, wait for your intro. It may be 10 seconds oh, into the show, it may be an hour and a half. Sometimes you just gotta ride it out. <laughs> oh, There's been okay, plenty of
1: shows where we haven't introduced Eric for the first hour and a half.
0: Yep, and I just sat there patiently waiting. <laughs> Some shows it just you- never came.
1: You know what it's like. I mean, yeah. you wait your turn, and if your turn doesn't come, well, then I guess it's to the back of the line with you tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I'm still I'll waiting for my introduction on however many Talkin' Reckless podcasts we've had. I just sit there the whole show.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't
0: say a word. My mic's on, but I don't say anything, because I haven't been introduced. Maybe I'll, some... uh,
1: I'll remind Eads to uh, to introduce you next time so that you can feel welcome.
0: Put me in, coach. <laughs> How are you guys? It's uh, it's been, it's been quite a while since our last.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. no, it's only it's been like what two months, month and a half. It's
0: been longer than that. That's when we took a huge dump on Legend of
1: Dragoon, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that show. Oh, damn.
0: Yes, and that game. Huge dump we took. Yeah, it felt good though. It did feel good. Yeah, I agree. I... We haven't. I haven't dumped on a show or on a game that hard since Goof Troop.
2: I actually was very I, – I felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulders after that show when we decided not to continue. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank God. I was worried that you guys would being like, oh, this game is awesome. And then I was going to have to sit here and try to blow it up with you guys when I really hated it. And ugh, yeah. I was just like, thank God they hate it too.
1: Yeah, struggling through three more discs of that was not in the cards.
0: And from what I hear, they are a grueling three discs. Harpoon!
1: (laughs) Well, when the first disc was like 25, 30 hours long, it's like, holy shit, where do you even go from there? Downhill.
0: Well, yeah, when you're already at the bottom, where do you go? (laughs) It was rough. I I feel bad because, in hindsight, we potentially offended some people. Uh, I'm
1: glad we did. (laughs) But a reality
0: check is necessary every once in a while. Like... Oh yes, this game I can understand
2: it. how some purists may really, really enjoy that game, but it just wasn't for us three. So you know what? If you didn't like it, I'm or if you didn't like our opinion, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. For Get over it's it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
0: there are people out there that think Mega Man sucks, but
3: well,
1: I don't know yeah.
0: about that. Yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about
2: that definitely either. Definitely wrong. So,
0: hey, did you guys hear we had an earthquake down here the other day?
2: That's what you really? said on Facebook.
0: Earthquake yeah. in Arizona. That's crazy. I woke up in the middle of the night. It was about 11.45, 12 o'clock, and I was just dozing off, and I heard some shit knocking around in the kitchen, and I got up fully expecting it to be the cats just dicking around, and when I got out of bed, I saw that they were both laying on the foot of the bed. I go, okay, well, either I'm hearing things or somebody's breaking in, and walk out, and there's just absolutely nothing out there, and go back to bed and wake up in the morning and find out we had an earthquake.
1: I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Whoa. Especially since it wasn't like a destroy the whole city kind of an earthquake.
2: That would have been cooler, arguably. <laughs> well, <laughs> might have done Phoenix some good, actually. Oh yeah, no shit!
0: Let's knock down that old crap. Give us a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it was. It's strange because my next door neighbor felt nothing, and a lady that lives a street down said that her whole damn house was shaking. So it's weird. I wonder if how it that depends happens.
2: how it's built. I don't know. Well, I'm glad I didn't feel it then, because that probably means my house is built well. I only know about tornadoes up here in Minnesota. (laughs) You don't get tornadoes.
0: (laughs) I only know about snow.
2: Tornadoes and blizzards.
0: Yeah, and bridges collapsing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably Uh. a really bad joke. Yeah, sorry for those all listening. We know about the thirty-five, <laughs> I thirty-five. Well, you don't need
0: collapse. to go and clarify more of it.
3: <laughs> Let my joke oh, be veiled in gosh. some
0: semblance of mystery. Ah, well. Okay. Whatever. My bad. Yeah. So, how are things with you, Kevin?
1: Uh. Well, my basement is finally being worked on after twenty months after it flooded. So.
0: Wait. I didn't know been- it flooded.
1: Oh yeah, no, this is this. Is like two years ago. I'm pretty sure you knew that. I was that.
0: there two years ago.
1: No, you were there like, you were here like four years ago.
0: Bullshit.
1: I was down there two years ago. So
0: you haven't been it, in your basement in two years?
1: Well, I mean, I've been in it, but I haven't been able to use it as a basement.
0: So you had to move all your shit upstairs? Yeah. Even
1: your bed? Uh-huh. Uh, well, the bed was kind of destroyed. I did have a spare bed upstairs.
0: The one that Didn't, I slept uh,
1: in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was the one, that's the one I'm using now. Oh. Because my bed kind of got, uh, destroyed.
0: <laughs> did any of your electronics get destroyed?
1: Uh, no. Thankfully, I had decided, like, I think it was a month or two earlier that I would bring everything upstairs because there's more room up here. So yeah, I brought the TV up and my computer upstairs, and then, like yeah, two three months later, it flooded.
0: Was it just a burst pipe in the ceiling?
1: Uh, no. That would have been really awesome if it was a burst pipe in the ceiling. It was uh, sewer backup.
0: Uh, Even those mega dumps.
1: I yeah, got I know. the poo
2: I, on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was
1: <laughs> there was a solid four inches of water in the entire basement. So gross. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was pretty disgusting.
0: And you're just now getting around to getting it worked on?
1: Uh, Well, we had some issues with the insurance company, and that took quite a while to get done. So in the
0: meantime, your house is just sitting with four inches of stagnant shit
1: water. (laughs) (laughs) The way you think the world works is just amazing, Eric. (laughs) No, that was cleaned up right away. That was oh. cleaned up the day it happened.
2: Okay, well, just <laughs> checking. I didn't know if you could just, like, walk down there and take a piss now. Yeah. That it's
1: just yeah. a giant <laughs> toilet. How would it be <laughs> awesome to stand at the top of the stairs and just pee?
2: How would you Keep shit? Keep this door shut. Well, I
1: mean, all very good. you put uh, a slip and slide oh. down the stairs, and oh then you just shit God. onto the slip and slide.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That reminds me of some people that had their house condemned, uh, a couple blocks down from where we lived in college. It was in a predominantly um, Hmong neighborhood, and they had gone into their basement. Oh, what? Hmong, H M O N G.
2: Have you What's ever that? seen? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Gran Torino? Uh, I think so. With Clint Eastwood. It's a, very, oh,
0: no. it's a very particular um, segment of Asian population. They come from Laos. Oh, okay. For some reason, there's a large population of Hmong people in my hometown. But anyway, um, they had gone into their basement, which was an older style home, all rock walls, brick wall sided, not finished or anything. And they had gone down and they had applied tar to the entire basement, to the floor and halfway up the walls. And they had filled it with water, and then they stocked it with fish
1: oh that's awesome and
0: they would go sit on their steps and fish for dinner in their basement
1: <laughs> there's no way that's real yes it was
0: the house uh, that, that that word got out and the house was immediately condemned
1: I, I don't even know what to say
0: I mean some people have fishing ponds in their basement you had a water treatment plant
2: yeah exactly i had a landlord who said in another one of his properties the the tenants had actually filled up one of the rooms with black dirt and started a garden in there (laughs) yeah just like a bedroom they just filled it full of black dirt how did they get enough sunlight in there yeah, they just open the windows. I guess I don't know. <laughs> keep the lights Stut the on. Roof off. They weren't growing a reefer, so it, let's just put it that way. They were like growing vegetables and well, that's actually to eat.
1: a myth. You don't really need a lot of sunlight to grow reefer. So aren't I've you heard supposed
0: of. to keep them in your closet? So I hear oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> they grow really tall if you put them in the closet. So I hear.
0: <laughs> so I hear, and they they grow phenomenally in sewer water. So I hear,
2: <laughs> Kevin. What, uh, what really it's all happened to your Coming basement? together now. Ex, extra fertilizer, right? I see. Just <laughs> liquid. It's kind of like how meth labs blow up when there's a problem. You know, I guess these pot labs just flood full of shit. You know? <laughs> what an unfortunate circumstance. It's not life threatening. It's just very inconvenient. So was yeah, it? Exactly.
0: I hate to keep going back to this, but it's so it's it's just. Was it, like, actual, you took a dump one day and the toilet just overflowed and kept going? So there no, was actual no, I, crap in there?
1: You know how, uh, well, I, I guess you wouldn't know because your houses down there don't have basements. No, they don't. But uh, there's, a, there's like, a, a basement drain mm-hmm. in all basements at the low point mm-hmm. that connects to the city, city sewer line. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not a sump pump. That's okay. uh, more rural. But... Uh, Yeah, so it's just your basic uh, two-inch pipe or whatever it is, three-inch pipe. And, yeah, that was connected to the city line, and the city line is what backed up. Oh. So we had uh, not only my shit, but the neighborhood's (laughs) shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is getting better and better.
0: It was truly actual, like, sewage in your basement.
1: Uh well it was origin it was water, like it was grey water is what they yeah. called it. So it's it is sewer water, but it wasn't sewage. It so was- it's like
2: the dirty dishwater.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but I mean it was it was all covered through insurance, so how did the ghost
0: in your house take that?
1: Uh you know, he lives upstairs now.
0: Oh good. He now moved. that I'm
1: up here, he he's up here because you know it's it's easier. We we get along pretty well. Do you still well,
0: have a bunch and, of freaky uh, shit happen in your house?
1: Well, I I don't find it freaky at all because I've lived with it for so long, but I mean normal people might find it freaky.
0: Okay. Like the balloon has died, right?
1: Oh no, the balloon's still there. Oh fucking Christ, that's
0: like <laughs> four years old. <laughs> That thing was terrifying. <laughs> I was going to bed, and it was in the kitchen. And I get into the room and change and turn around. And it's in the door.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the ghost wanted to play with you, and you were having none of it.
2: None of it. I should have popped that son of a bitch right there. Ooh, was it at been. least like a clown balloon to make it really interesting? No, it like, was you like you turn a on. You're like ah. stupid-ass happy birthday balloon. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even interesting at all. No, uh, hey, happy been.
0: birthday, Kevin. You're 21. Hey. I'm 36. That's how long that balloon's been around.
1: Well, I'm not quite 36, but... 32? Are you, are you 36?
0: No, I'm going to be 30 in January.
1: Oh, shit, I'm older than you again. 30 and a half. What do you mean again? Well, I mean, before you were older than me, and now I've passed you. So, I mean, maybe in a couple of years you'll pass me again.
0: What the hell uh, are you talking about?
1: That's how that works, right?
0: No. Damn it. Age is not a fluctuating thing. I mean, I guess apparently according to the game that we're about to play or talk about that we played, (laughs) time is an abstract concept that is meant to be bent.
1: There you go.
2: Time is not linear. Time is an abstract concept. The space-time continuum! Hmm. Everybody
0: got such a big boner over Back to the Future Day.
2: Yeah, and look what happened. The Cubs ended up losing.
0: Yeah, thanks.
2: Back- well, I mean that would have been pr- that would have been
1: pretty glorious if they if they won.
0: That would have
2: been. That would have had me questioning a lot of things if they would have won.
0: <laughs> well, should we talk about some chrono trigger?
2: Let's do it. Is that why we're here? Is that why we're not here? Is that not why? <laughs> Is that why we're here at this time? And not another time. Because, you know, time doesn't mean anything in this game.
1: All right, let's just talk about chrono Trigger. (laughs) Before we get into some crazy metaphysics argument and all of our heads explode.
0: That could be a fun alternative.
1: Well, I mean, that might happen in the next 45 minutes. Oh,
0: that's all you think it's going to take? Well, I've blocked out the rest of my night, like at least six hours. (laughs)
2: I've got the waiver wire on fantasy football, guys. I gotta take care of I gotta take care of some shit tonight. So You got what? The waiver wire. I You got free agents? You guys gotta be more well rounded here.
1: Uh I play I, I have a, a fantasy football pool that I had to auto draft because the people who were running it didn't tell me they moved the day of the draft. <laughs> and so that was pretty awesome.
0: I bet you, ended you end up go. with a great team.
1: Uh I think my third overall pick was a wide receiver that was injured for the first 7 weeks.
2: Oh sweet. Des Bryant probably. You're,
1: yeah, you're right. Des Bryant, my man. God.
2: Kind of a fantasy football god. Not to <laughs> toot my own horn or anything, beep, but beep, beep. I'm pretty legit.
1: All right, in that beep. case next ne- next time beep. I do one, I'll uh I'll phone you for your advice. You bet. Yep. Yeah. And by phony you know, for your advice, I mean, I'll give you my login and you can draft my team for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, nothing like drafting a team that isn't yours. Yeah.
1: There you go. Gonna just you don't even have to care.
0: Wrong is a joke.
2: Um, this guy I have introducer? seven third string
1: quarterbacks?
0: Why is everybody on my team punters? It's <laughs> <laughs> like trying to play through uh. an RPG with all clerics.
1: Hey, which can be done. Thank you.
0: Well, I think Aaron Robison, a while back, was trying to play through Eye of the Beholder with all clerics.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. I heard uh, you can do a Final Fantasy 1 game with all white mages. Oh, shit. But it's, it's like, ridiculously hard.
2: That would be tough. I could probably go and try that. I'm pre- Final Fantasy 1 is one of... Now, it depends, because if you do the original Final Fantasy 1 for the NES, if you... Like, you know how... If, a, if you defeat one enemy, there are three enemies on the screen. Mm-hmm. If you defeat one enemy in Final Fantasy 1, but you had another enemy attack or another uh, friendly guy attacking that same enemy, he'll just automatically miss. Yep. Be like, oh, he missed. So oh, yeah. I if you hate go to the games Final where it Fantasy doesn't... 1 advanced. Uh, then it'll actually go to the next guy. So that's the one I usually play, but I could maybe do
1: yeah, it. Yeah, a little, lot of the early Dragon Quests were the same way. Or I guess Dragon Warrior since we're in North America.
2: Yes,
0: thank you. Yeah, there you go. And then it switches wow. back to Dragon Quest. Well, yeah. Well, wait, no, it's Dragon Warrior in the in Japan.
1: No, it's Dragon Quest in Japan. I don't think that's right. I know that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's right.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're
0: welcome. <laughs> um, so Chrono Trigger, this is, for some strange reason, the first time I've played through it.
1: Yeah, the, I can't believe that you've never played this game before. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, I was doing some reading online about uh, like where people rank this in in the list of like best RPGs of all time, mm-hmm. and it's consistently in like the top two.
2: I agree. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I've always enjoyed this game. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great it's on a great platform. It's just unfortunate they were never able to come up with a. With sequels that could kind of follow suit. Yeah, don't even get me started on Chrono Cross.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were uh, Eric and I were sending messages back and forth about, you know, what game do we think we should tackle next? And I'm like, oh man, Eric's gonna Eric's gonna say Chrono Cross. I can just feel it.
0: No, I would sooner quit this show and die than play that game. <laughs> that's how do you
2: think that's worse than Dragon Quest.
0: Which Dragon, Dragon Quest is good. Dragon Quest games? Are or excuse fantastic. me, the
2: the or the I meant the. Ah, uh, Legend of Dragoon. I'm sorry. I oh, would... Man.
0: Ooh, shit. That's a real loaded question. I really can't stand Chrono Cross. Like, really, really wow. can't stand it. And it's... Well, a I lot wish of I it, could go into more of the... A lot the... of it is because of the combat system that it employs. It it pulls on the whole elemental stuff that you've got going on here in Chrono Trigger, but it makes it the absolute focal point, And it's not very clear on how it functions... And it's just more cumbersome than it is um, user-friendly.
1: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> weird. I just heard that it was... Uh, I mean, they they kind of hinted in this game that there would be a sequel at the end. I mean, I guess it depends on certain decisions you make. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they hinted at it, and then I, I did some more research and found out that it was Chrono Cross. And I, I've never even played the game. Don't. I mean, I, I knew it came out for PlayStation or whatever it was. Yeah. But uh yeah, I've never never played it.
0: It's I
2: also, I also haven't played it, but
0: there's there's yeah. gonna be people out here out there who say, Oh, it's great, but mm, I'm gonna disagree very heavily <laughs> and say it's not great. But yeah, how many times have you guys played through Chrono Trigger?
1: Uh I think this is probably my fourth or fifth time through. Okay.
2: I want to say I'm on a similar level. Um, I've, I've started the game several times. It's one of those games, especially when I travel, I'm on the road. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick up and start playing this game. But this is only about the third time I've actually finished it. So I've,
0: I, I will admit that there have been times where I've actually picked it up and started it, but I've never gotten further than the opening Millennial Fair. Huh, really? Yeah, I just... I don't know. It, it, every time and I started then playing it, your, your mind was blown.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess it does kind of start off a little slow, just a little, especially if uh, if you're not like if you haven't played it before and don't know where it's going to go from there, kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I think with that being said, and me being the least experienced person i don't want to be the one that drives the conversation because clearly you guys are going to be the ones that have more of an intimate knowledge of of how the game progresses and i was telling both of you guys that this whole game for me was just kind of a blur i pounded through a lot of it in a week and a half
1: well i mean it's, it's not a long game at all right no i that's think that's what i was just gonna I say i i clipped yeah. out
0: at t- 22 hours
1: yeah, I think I was seventeen or eighteen, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, really? I did every
0: yeah. single side quest, though. I did everything there Same was here. to do.
2: Yep. I ended up going back, doing everything as well. I tr- I defeated Lavos every different way, which, for you listeners out there, is the final boss. Uh, Shh, there are there are some different ways you can defeat him, or different times you can go in and uh, so defeat y- him. You
1: got all twelve endings.
0: I played through the game twelve times.
2: I guess I didn't realize there were 12, but I, 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 did, I did three different ways that you could go and face them. And they're essentially the same way. Uh, there is a little bit of variance well,
0: between how about, the two. How about before we talk about the end of the game, we talk about the rest of the game? But, Eric, time doesn't matter in this game. Oh, we're going to start at the end and then go to the first third and then go to the last half
2: and then start at the beginning. <laughs> Well, okay. Let's let's try to put some sort of organization here. So, in the beginning, you know, you you're, you meet the character named Chrono, which just happens to be totally ironic, and I think at times it even kind of messed with me that his name was actually Chrono. So, Crono. I want to address game.
0: that right Tri- off the bat because for the longest time, I didn't realize that his name was spelled differently than the title of the game.
1: Yes. I mean, that's only because they have only five characters to work with, right?
0: Yes. So
1: I don't know if it was entirely intentional. It is
0: because you receive an item later in the game called the Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger,
1: yes. And that one's spelled right.
0: That is spelled like the title of the game. So the title of the game does not reference your character. It references an item in relation to your character. But we'll get there yes yes so yeah continue derek what how does this game right. open and why should anybody who picks it up give a shit about it
2: well as you said earlier it might seem like you have a little slow beginning kind of starts like any other general rpg uh especially jrpg kind of a little bit of a story setup, so to speak uh you wake up in chrono's house and you're able to venture out and you can explore around the initial town that you're in. I can't remember the exact name of it off the top of my head. Uh, but you can explore around for a while, but eventually you'll be brought to what's called the millennial fair, which the millennial fair is actually a celebration of, uh, them reaching the year 1000. So in this game, present day is year 1000. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you can explore around this fair a little bit. There's lots of pointless shit that you can do. Actually, um,
0: the the fair is in celebration of the war against Magus four hundred years right. in, the, in the past. Right. So they're celebrating right. not only hey it's the year one thousand, but this is also four hundredth anniversary of defeating. Correct. Magus. Correct. Magus. Magus, Magus. Magus. Mug- yeah. How do you? Guys, how do you guys say that?
1: I say Magus. I said Magus. I've heard. I've heard every. I've heard different
2: times. People
1: say it different ways. I can't say I've ever heard Magus, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Magus. Well, well, we'll keep it consistent. We'll call him Magus. Can we call him Magoose? Right. Mago- <laughs> <Magoose>. Magus. Magus. <laughs> magus. Magus. Caboose. Magus. Okay. Magus. So yeah, as Eric stated, you're able to. You get to. Explore the town. You're celebrating both this war against Magus and his monsters, and as well as the year 1000. Um, you meet your friend Luca, who is uh, the neighborhood nerd. She's your steampunk um, little girl. She is. Yeah, great word. I was she's thinking a of, How would I describe her? She's a, she's a she's steampunk. Yes. Somewhat yes.
0: attractive, yet kind of weird, and like I feel
2: bad <laughs> for thinking you're attractive. She's like that girl that you look at who has absolutely no bodily shape, and you're like, yeah, yeah, i not want to hit that.
0: <laughs> Just kind of I an amorphous blob. She's pixelated. Give her a break. She's cute. She's kind of that that nerdy. Like you're kind of you're neat. You're different. You're cute. But after you date her and bring her home, and you realize, okay, you're actually really kind of nerdy. The novelty wears off. <laughs> oh,
2: I don't. I guess I don't like nerds. Okay, well, with uh, Luca...
0: She's testing out uh, a new she, robot.
2: Yes, she's testing out this new no, robot. she's, she's we, testing her
1: invention.
0: Well, but she's also well, got a to, robot there that you can fight.
2: That's how you... Yeah.
1: That's, yeah. that's something else, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, you do that, but the main thing, as Kevin was bringing up, is that she has this new device. It's a teleportation device. Uh, you can go from one device to the other device. Uh, simpler, or almost like a magician. OK, well, while she's getting that ready, Chrono runs into this beautiful blonde bombshell and completely forgets his attraction to Luca in the first place.
1: Well, um, he was never really attracted to Luca. I'm, they were like, I well, friends, and maybe right? they
0: weren't exclusive.
2: That was, that was a joke. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the guy no is
0: playing the field. He's just figuring out his options. <laughs> Did you ever play Final Fantasy VII? Cloud didn't tie himself down to Ares because he said, maybe someday this girl's going to die and I need another alternative.
1: Yeah, there you go, and I mean, Kate Sith was right there. So, <laughs> oh my God. or no, it was it was it was Barrett was the uh, the one you could have had the relationship with. That's right.
0: What are you on about? The other chick, you didn't
1: know that? I mean, to go on a total tangent and start talking about Final Fantasy Seven here, you
0: cannot here, have a gay but, relationship uh, with Barrett.
1: You can when take him on a date. You can date, take him man. on the date. Oh yeah, uh, okay. when you go to what's it place? Yeah, so yeah, that's basically the same thing.
0: Shit. <laughs> I hope they keep that in the remake <laughs> and flesh yeah, that true. story out a little bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. So yeah. no more.
3: okay, Yeah. yeah, okay. no, it's,
2: it's all right. I like the side sidetracks. I like side sidetracks. That's what makes our show. All right. So basically you run into this blonde bombshell. Uh, you don't exactly know who she is yet, but she calls herself Marley. Okay. And, is it Marley uh, or Marle?
1: I used I call- to think it was Marley or sorry I used to think it was Marl but then I heard uh somebody say Marley and I'm like that makes way more sense.
0: The whole game I called her Marl. Like it's just <laughs> such a it's just such this a is thro- my girlfriend Marl. It's such a throaty name. It sounds like something just rolled out of a out of a bar. Marl here. <laughs> Y'all want to call her for dinner? She's missing her front tooth.
2: Ah, <laughs> <Hi>, Marl. <laughs>
0: got a headless chicken under her arm.
2: <laughs> want to no. help me pick out the feathers and you make him want, me have a nice don't. something to eat? <laughs> How you doing there, boy? Yo uh. the old crispy-eyed critter. <laughs> All right, so you run into her. You bring her over to see Luca's invention. Ipso facto.
0: Women, they always mess things up.
2: Yes, yes. They're kind of like, yeah. Well, they're you run, when you run
0: features. into her, she drops this pendant, which ultimately becomes one of the most important artifacts in the game. So, you know, they're they're foreshadowing some of this stuff pretty early. But um, nice. her pendant... No, Chrono goes through first and says, mm-hmm. yeah, it works. And then Marl wants to go through, but her pendant fucks it up and causes a space-time continuum fracture. And the ah! game starts.
2: Hence the name, Chrono Trigger. All Chrono, right, so yeah.
0: For those uneducated, means time. <laughs> and trigger means to activate.
1: So this game is Sorry. about activating time. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. Nice. It all What is time. Sense. It all comes together. Well, Marley gets sucked in to somewhere. You just know she just goes, right. And she disappears. <laughs> That's actually a good Sorry. impression of the sound effect. I always did it. Every time it happened, I'm like, Bear a I so, hope yeah. Emily
0: <laughs> hit you when you were doing that.
2: <laughs> uh, no, she usually wasn't around. You know, mm-hmm. I got to hide in the depths of the house to play my games. Down by so. the cat box. That's why I play emulators. Um, oh, hey, no, Jay, I got, you by the him? way, I got the cat box out of this room, so mm. now I'm not sitting next to the cat box during the show, nor do I have to watch the cat come and take a heaping dump right next to the cat <laughs> Well, it would
1: have been perfect if you would have still been in the cat room for this game because of all the cats that are in it.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> yes. There are cats everywhere. Matter of fact, you talk about Emily, my fiance, every time I'd walk up to one of the cats and get it to meow, she'd be, oh, is that a cat? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a squeaky door. Yes, it's a cat. It's a squeaky door. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the, another thing about this game, if you're if you're a first-time player, um, when you go to save the game, it actually uh, kind of has chapters, so to speak, of the game. Mm. Um so you kind of look down at the bottom. We just went, we just basically cut through what was the Millennial Fair chapter um, with our part of the game. But, which
0: covers about three and a half minutes of total gameplay.
2: Right, right. So that's, the, that's your big intro, guys. Uh, but, of course, she goes into the portal. You don't know what happened to her. There's still a portal open. So you and uh, Luca decide to go in after her and see where the hell she is. Yes Chapter One.:
1: So well, Chrono chases after her first
2: Oh yeah, that's he's, right.
1: He's the hero, and then after he realized that he kind of was an idiot and couldn't save her by himself, then uh, Luca shows up and joins in on the on the fun.
2: Oh yeah, well, because right,
0: Luca's sorry. got the hots for Chrono. Let's face it. <laughs> yes. And she's like, if I can't have him, I can at least be near him.
2: I think she was actually went in there just to kind of drag him out of there and be like, "Yeah, who cares about that?" her not.
0: good. She's out of the picture. <laughs> She's gone. She so gone. This this whole next area is the pretty much the only portion of the game that I really didn't quite comprehend probably as well as I should have because it takes you back four hundred years to the same land that you're in. To the land, it's not necessarily the the land of Guardia, is it? Is that what it's called?
2: Yes, you are. You're in Guardia.
0: You're in the land of Guardia, and you make your way to Guardia Castle, where everybody suddenly is like, no, you can't come in. Who the hell are you? Blah, blah, blah. And suddenly somebody comes down and says, no, they're a friend of the queen. And apparently you somehow saved her, and she lost her coral pin, and you helped her find it. And this whole thing and how it played out didn't really make sense, because... It seems like a lot happened in the time that Marley fell through and the time that you came, yet it was instantaneous for both of you.
2: <laughs> that's where it well, does I mean, kind of uh, make a – it's a little bit different. Because <laughs> that's Go the ahead.
1: weird thing with with time travel. I mean, time travel is crazy to begin with, but well, – Look at the uh, the five minutes in between them both going through the portal could have been like yeah it could have been like two weeks in in the old time.
0: Look at uh, the the recent not the recent but the first Star Trek movie that was remade with Nero and Spock going through. Nero went through and Spock came through instantaneously, but it was years for Nero or it was years for Spock to come through.
2: Yeah, there you go. What was that movie we just watched, Eric? That space movie with uh, Matt Noel McConaughey. Matt McConaughey. Oh,
0: Interstellar. Yeah. Interstellar. Where they were uh, they were really only down there for like an hour and a half, but it was 30 years for the dude up top. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, that explains that away because apparently in that time frame, Marley had been mistaken for the queen, um and the queen had gone missing and this guy named Sir Cyrus went out to find the queen, but he hasn't been seen in 10 years correct? It hasn't been 10 years? That's what I have written down. His job was to protect the king king and queen, and he was out on the southern continent looking for her. Hasn't been seen in 10 years. The chancellor of this castle, everybody in this castle is going crazy. The chancellor has gone crazy. He's sneaking out at night, going to the cathedral, which, if you stopped at the cathedral before going to the castle, you find out that there's a church where people are eating humans, or at least you assume they are because they start talking about having you for dinner and and all of this other demonic stuff um, so you're not I'm not quite sure what all's happening here. There's some Queen's guard, a frog dude who I kind of wrote down as a little bit of a nut job, who pops in and then suddenly disappears um
2: Well, he helps save you because eventually. You will go out to set to look for the queen, you go back to the cathedral, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when the frog actually shows up. Yeah. Who well, yeah, comes but, up uh, with the name of Frog.
1: I think we're we're kind of missing something here because Right. Right, when, we're skipping uh, that. Yeah, because the reason you had to go look for the Queen was because when Marley came back in time and they thought she was the Queen because obviously she's the descendant and they look alike. Yep. Uh, the reason that you had to go look for the queen in the first place was because the timeline got screwed up because when Marley showed up, then everybody stopped looking because they're like, oh, the queen's right here. But that wasn't the right queen. Mm. So then Marley ended up getting blinked out of existence because of time paradox. Right. And yeah.
0: Wait, did that actually happen?
1: Yes. Yeah, that happened. They were uh, they go they up throne room when it happened or sorry in
0: oh that's right and she's saying i feel like i'm being torn apart
2: yeah and the thing about it is is this game does a good job in that sense because it actually stops makes the screen go completely black and basically explains what a time paradox is Yes, so they show how marley or marley's descendant disappears therefore marley in the future disappears
1: and they did a really really good job of explaining it in like a way that a twelve or thirteen year old kid who's probably playing the game can understand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, props on them for making time travel make sense.
0: Now, I've got a note here that says Marley is actually Nadia from Chrono's time.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Because yes, Marley you're was correct. the fake name she gave Chrono when.
0: Oh, because she didn't want Chrono to figure out. Oh, this is the the princess. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay, so Mm -hmm. Nadia is the great-granddaughter of Queen Lien, or Lien, or Lenny, who is the queen of this time. Yes. Which, if you think about it, that makes no freaking sense, because my great-grandma is 90 years old, not 300. Well, they they never
1: really said great-grandma, they they said
0: descendants. No, I have it specifically written down here, great-grandma. I would, not oh, have just, shut up. I would not have just made that up.
2: <laughs> Maybe people live longer in this time, Eric. Well,
0: yeah, apparently, apparently they don't that. have a friggin' justice system, so who knows?
1: <laughs> they have giant frogs that run around. I think they can live as long as they want. Okay,
0: they've got spells.
1: That's right. Um, so, like you said,
0: you're ultimately tasked with going out to save the uh, the, the real queen.
2: Right. In so that's order where to save Nadia,
0: because you want to bring marley slash nadia back into existence but to do that you need to find the real queen correct yes got it Mm -hmm. and i forgot Mm -hmm. how we do that
1: uh that's when we go to the cathedral and find all the monsters there
2: yes the yakra yep yep. Uh, so you actually go through that game or you go through that uh cathedral and in the end you are, are able to defeat the yakra the basically the boss who was the hellraiser here and uh, you do find the quote unquote real chancellor who really disguised himself from the other chancellor by having his first name changed to real like oh wait what the heck this <laughs> this this guy is fucked up sorry about that guys uh this person's being really sarcastic and i was reading off that mm. uh, but yeah but <laughs> good after good job after you're able to, you know, rescue, rescue, uh, Queen Lenny and return her where she rightfully belongs, uh, Marley comes back and you're able to go back to the original time, uh, present day, uh, with her.
0: So I think what I really liked about this short, because this is almost like a tutorial mission for the rest of the game where it introduces it really the, the concepts that you're going to be coming across later where, um, I I went into this knowing that your actions were going to have an impact on what happened in different timelines. But I think they dealt with this a, a, a good way because I'm not a huge fan of time travel because it's so easy to poke holes into it. Um, so with this, yeah, you did have to approach it with a little bit of suspension of disbelief. But this is a good like we have an understanding of how time travel should work or might work. And we're going to explain that to you here and kind of give you this little mission to to wet your appetite, if you will.
2: I would say even after the return, um, it, it's still kind of in that tutorial mode. You're learning what it means to to have the, uh, um, the techs, you know, to use the tech option, uh, which is basically a special attack for your character, mm. and the tech two and tech three, which means you're actually using two and three of your characters on one turn to perform a specific action, something that per- it becomes an integral part of the game if you want to succeed and beat the game.
0: Let's talk about the combat system for a minute because by this point we'd actually fought some people and I think this is the one part of the game that really decided for me which version of the game I played because I was I was torn. I have the actual NES cart- or Super Nintendo cartridge but I didn't necessarily want to be tied down to playing it on a console with a quarter controller on a TV because that very limits my time frame of when and where I can play. Um, I could not track down a 3DS copy, and I did not necessarily want to play the PlayStation copy because of the load times that I'd heard about. I mean, I'd watch people doing comparison videos where you'd press the menu button, it would take 10 seconds or more to get into the menu. (laughs) Wow. And the random battles, every time it's 10 seconds to get into the battle, 10 seconds to get out. So, that's that's ultimately what drove me to play it on on Super Nintendo. But the combat system in this game is is very very fluid. Um, the The battles are engaging enough where you want them to continue, but they're not too long to the point where it's like, oh my god, this just needs to end.
1: Right? And uh, when I started playing it, Eric asked me, "Oh, what uh, what version are you playing it on?" I'm like, "Well, I'm playing on the iOS version," mm-hmm. and he got really offended and i made it about i want to say like half an hour into playing that version before i just lost my shit at how terrible the menu is on the ipad because technically it's not an ipad game it's an iphone game mm. so i could download it on my tablet and play it but it was it was very very poorly Poor. it didn't transfer over very well so uh so yeah i ended up playing it on an emulator and the best part about the combat system is just the way that the menus are laid out because you you have all your characters on the right-hand side of your screen and on the the bar beside it, you can switch between characters really easily. Like, you have your first person's actions all in a row and then your second person's actions all in a row and then the third person. So if you need to instead of like final fantasy games where you have to
0: actually hit or like something.
1: circle or something to switch between characters and it goes in a weird order sometimes this one is really really easy to get between characters when you want to do certain things really fast especially if you're playing in active mode
0: so i'm going to admit something that's going to make me sound really dumb cuz i do play a lot of rpgs i mean a ton i didn't realize that you could switch which character you were utilizing until about 16 hours into the game.
2: Because <laughs> right. I was
0: trying like, to press B or, or oh. A or something like back out. I'm like, well, this game doesn't have it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm just stuck using a command on this person.
0: Yeah, so there there were times where when it came down to certain battles where I had to have a certain tech, but that other character, the the secondary character I was waiting on, their their gauge hadn't filled up yet. I just sat there and waited for it to fill up and died.
2: <laughs> yep, you can actually cycle between <laughs> characters, which yeah, is I, which is nice for this game, and it's a, it's a live it's a live battle system. I so. put out
0: a few ranting messages about some of the boss battles in this game and, and in retrospect, it's because I hadn't figured out you could switch between which character you had selected.
3: Um, uh, I don't like the bosses
2: um, on this game because, uh, they're, uh, they're hard. This game's too hard for me, guys. I
3: died.
2: <laughs> Back to the beginning. All right, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I also played on a SNES emulator because I'm not fancy like Eric and actually have the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as techie as Kevin to actually just play it on my phone. So I, uh, I kind of hit the twiner. Did it all emulator style, so... Yeah. Thank you, cool. So when
0: you get back to the castle, this is probably one of the most memorable points of the game for me. Was the whole court scene? <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't know why it just really stuck out with me because it's your traditional sprite-based JRPG, but then you'll quite frequently fall into these beautifully rendered 2D images with your sprites still on there. But it's it's these really highly detailed images of this, this court scene that you're in, and you've been accused of kidnapping the 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 uh, the princess, or kidnapping the queen. And um, apparently no social or criminal justice system exists within this kingdom. It's just, we don't have any justice system, so you're guilty, you're going to die.
1: Well, I mean, that was kind of explained a little later when you realized that the chancellor was a fake... Or was that this time frame? That is. This yeah, time that was this time frame. Yeah, it's, I think it's every time frame that the Chancellor is fake.
0: Right. You yep. don't find yeah. out, you don't get the real Chancellor out of the treasure chest till the end of the game.
2: That's right, yeah. 400 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been stuck, that. stuck in that. That one hell of a Jarley horse. <laughs> <laughs> so. 400 years can give you such a crick in the neck. Whoa! <laughs> Aladdin reference. Sorry, yeah. Inner Disney in me. Got sorry, it. guys. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, as you get back, you go to this court system. You find out you're guilty, right? So they throw Chrono Cron- into jail, uh, and then you get to spend the uh, the next part of the game breaking out of the jail, uh, breaking out of the castle. Uh, you do have Luca in your party. Uh, so you get to break out with her, and it's actually really interesting. I think this is where okay. Well, you we're talk back about in 1000 tutorials. AD right now. We are yes, yes. yes. And this
0: and I, is where this is where you are um, sentenced, right? Not in 600, right? Okay,
2: right. You are in 1000 AD because what happened is you return from uh, 600 AD to 1000 AD, and then they accuse you of being somebody who kidnapped, kidnapped Princess Nadia. Um, and obviously, Nadia is saying no, no he didn 't kidnap me, but no one seems to care, and that 's what ends up putting you under trial okay um so this is really where you get in, in my opinion, your first big boss battle breaking out of this uh breaking out of this prison uh you get to face this like dragon tank. machina machina yeah dragon t- tank and uh, so hold on I think it's yeah uh
1: did you guys actually break out of jail, yeah? yeah both of you, yeah oh yep. wow.
0: what happened yep. to you
1: uh if you wait the three days or whatever it is uh it, it ends up being like probably two minutes game time uh if you wait, then you get pulled to the execution room and you get your head put in the guillotine what and just before just before the the executioner brings the hammer down. Uh, Luca shows up and saves you and then you get to use her through the whole scene through the whole escape sequence and it's like a hundred times easier with two people
2: no way I yeah, didn't know her. that <laughs> well that's how I was, I'm going to play it next time that's so you awesome. just let it you just sit there
1: Yeah, you just sit there and wait. And then uh, a menu option will show up two days until execution, one day until execution. And then they come and get you out of the cage and you see a couple extra cutscenes. And there's actually a guy you can save uh, who ends up being the son of... I'm not sure if you guys could have saved him too through the way you did it. Yeah, we did. uh, I I saved him. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you save him and he's the son of one of the merchants in the southern town. And that gives you some sort of benefit. I'm not too is sure. Is that the what.
0: guy that's asking about where his son is and he thinks he's down on the docks?
2: Yeah, that's right. Huh. Yep, that's him. It's all that's just him. coming together. <laughs> that is so awesome. See, Chrono Trigger, guys, we're not even a third of the way through this thing. We're not These even a tenth
0: game. of the way through, but there are definitely awesome. parts we can glaze over.
2: Yes, we'll, we'll do that. And, you know, you face this dragon tank for the first time, you get multiple options. It's the same structure, but you have to defeat a certain part of the boss um, I to make it easier. Th- uh, yeah.
0: what, one of my favorite aspects of these boss battles is that if you're paying attention to the game and, and playing it like you should, exploring and talking to people, you're going to come across something or someone who tells you how to beat these bosses. Because quite honestly, and you're going to hear this again and again as we get on in the game, these boss battles I found very difficult. They did not give you wussy, wimpy, simple bosses. You had to know how to beat them.
1: It's not really you had to know how to beat them, but you couldn't go in just mashing your face into it like you do with a lot of other RPGs. Like you had, yeah, you no. had to have like a, a solid strategy, and you had to be, okay, well... I'm going up against a guy who has a lot of spells, like when you go against the Magus fight. Like, obviously, he's going to be casting a lot of spells. So if you bring a party that has really low magic defense, you're probably going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, it doesn't specifically tell you that, but it's it's little things like that that make the boss fights a lot easier.
2: Also, just, uh, you know, using strategy to make the, the best team. Like, always having some sort of uh, tech that will universally heal your team, for well, example, whether that is a, du- a dual tech or whether it's a, a single tech. Um, and just to be able to heal your whole team is a is a big, big part of this game, I believe.
0: I think to that point, though, I was going to wait a little later to bring it up, but it's kind of pertinent right now. Uh, you're still a little limited in what your team can be but who you choose from the very beginning has a very real impact on the rest of the game. Yes. Um, where you can switch between players on the fly, which I super enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Even when you're mid-dungeon. You can, mid-dungeon, just boom, I want to pull this person in, and you can play with them. Anybody who you're not playing with still gets experience, which is awesome, because it keeps everybody kind of leveled up. But they don't get the tech point. Right. That's right, yeah. So it... It 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 doesn't necessarily encourage using multiple people because it almost seems like, okay, now I gotta start over with this person. Yeah, I understand that's the basis of an RPG. But by the end of the game I was dialed into who I had to use and I and I was having a lot of struggles with the final boss and I was reading about teams that everybody used and I didn't have that
1: team. So who who was your team?
0: My team, once I got it ironed out, was Chrono, uh, Ayla, and Frog.
1: Oh wow! Nice, nice. Yeah, you you picked like I don't want to say you defense. picked the worst team, <laughs> but
0: we'll talk about it when when the rest of those characters show okay, up okay. and why I chose those
1: people. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. So basically, you get. You uh, start to escape out of the castle, you beat this dragon tank, you get stopped by some guards while you're exiting the castle, and Marley comes in, or Princess Nadia, a.k.a., um, comes in and saves your ass, okay? You escape out of the castle, and you have guards chasing you through the forest, and you find another one of these portals that, that uh, um, Marley's pendant activates, and you have no idea where it's going to go, which is just a stupid thing. And they're like, hey, let's jump in. I don't know where it'll take us.
0: <laughs> well, it's better than the alternative. I mean, you were about to be executed.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Fine. Let's go somewhere. And that's it. That's the end of that chapter.
0: I like how these time portals, this first part of the game, when you see them, you have no idea where they're going to take you.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. pretty cool. It's just like, oh, hey, here's a portal. Um, you know should why? I, should I jump in?
3: Because
0: when I first saw that, that that one again, I'm like, all right, we're going to go back to 600 AD where everybody was really happy with me and we're going to write a story about Chrono and his adventures. And then you're going to come back to a thousand and everyone's be like, oh, wait, you're Chrono from the story. We're not going to kill you. And boom, you pop into the future and everything is just desolate and destroyed. And there's these, these pockets of humanity that have somehow survived and you stumble into... Um, the heiress dome and you meet this 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 leader of this tribe of people. I think his name is Doan. Uh, yeah. And he's a descendant of the director of the information center, which I don't know why they took time to really explain that, because it has no bearing on anything. whatsoever. <laughs> It seems like a, a, a story point that they forgot to flesh out. But anyway, these people are sitting in this building starving, but they have this machine in the corner that it will keep them healthy, but the side effect is that they become hungry.
1: Yeah. You feel refreshed, but you're still hungry.
0: <laughs> and there's a whole basement of food below your feet, but the last person to go down never came back.
1: hmm Well... They they weren't sure. They knew there was something down there, kind of thing. But mm. yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really talk to a lot of those people in there. I mean, they were kind of losers. But
0: I really enjoyed the NPC banter in this game. I talked to everyone. So, I mean, yeah. I can
1: understand. I can understand the first time through talking to everyone, but
0: yeah, that's yeah. True. There's a part later in the game where I actually talked to people multiple times because it fleshed out so much of the world in the story. I'm like, this is cool. I'm going to talk to these people. I just want to make sure I understand this. Yeah. But uh, eventually you get down to the bottom of the basement and you fight this the the guardian boss and you find a dead dude who has a seed and beyond him is this information center. And you can utilize that to search for time warps. And somehow, just somehow, Luca just knows how to utilize this computer.
1: Luca is like, it's it's unbelievably cheesy how smart she is in this game because it's like any time there's a problem whatsoever, it's like, hey, Luca, what should we do?
2: Oh, don't worry. I, I can figure it out. <laughs> Let me turn on the computer and see what it says. Yeah.
0: I mean, I understand Luca built a teleportation device, but this is also... For only 1,300 years. What, 1,300? 1,300
2: years, yeah. Your 2,300 yeah. is where you end up going to.
0: Yeah. And at this point, you actually get um, a cool little cutscene that is like a visual record of 1999 AD, or the day of Lavos, where this huge monster emerges from the ground and destroys the continent. And that's kind of where you get your first glimpse of, okay, this is... This is why the this is world the, is the way it the, is. Yeah. yeah. And up to this point, they lead you to believe that Magus is going to be the final boss. And you still are kind of unsure. You're like, okay, is this a creation of Magus? Is Magus behind all this? But, okay, now we're starting to see <clears throat> the bigger picture here, and we need to prevent this. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? And you need to get to a different side of the continent, <clears throat> and you have to go through Lab 32 where you have... This super stupid rocket car hey, race with a guy hey. called the Man. That's
2: yeah, not stupid. I was just going. to am the Man. <laughs> it was. It was pretty bad.
0: It was. Yeah. It the race total. The race is kind bad of
2: pointless. Bad. It's just like you just zoom did you guys back guys win and Win first shot. I won on first shot.
1: Yeah. No. know. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Did you guys? Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm positive the answer is no. But did you guys go back afterwards and do the the mini game? To no, keep racing, no. you can keep yeah, if racing. You go yeah, if you pick up the race log, it's mm-hmm. uh, an item that you can pick up in between because after you finish the race, you can walk back through the area that you wait that you race through, and one of the items is there in there is the race log, and it gives you a second option for how to race, so the second option is you can swing the camera around and you can huh. you can race head on so you can watch where he he moves from. But the downside of that is it takes away your boost ability. Oh! But uh, if you manage to get the only reward for doing this is if you manage to get a perfect score, which is stay in front of him for the entire race and never let him pass you. And I think if you do that, you get like a magic tab, and that's you get a time. power,
2: you get a power tab,
1: power tab. Yeah,
0: I became obsessed with trying to find those things.
2: They really the, made a big impact too.
1: I found that the only ones that were worth even caring about were the magic, magic. tabs and the speed tabs. Speed yeah. tabs were by far the most important.
0: I went speed tab, power tab, magic tab, because I I utilize magic but not.
2: Here's the thing though. The, forefront. the thing with magic tab is that if you had a character who could cure everybody and you increase their magic through magic tabs, they would make their cure all ability like way stronger. So yeah. I actually did that with Ro- really? I did that with Robo. Yeah, so did I, I
1: dumped every single magic tab I got in the game into Robo. Same. And by the end of the game his uh cure beam was hitting for like 7 to 800.
2: Yep. Oh
0: my god, that would have been awesome. Yep. See, I thought it was tied to the qualifier that they put at the end of the magic like restore health all and then in parentheses it would put some or more or all. Yeah, And I thought it was just some meant it's going to be like, I thought it was tied to a percentage of 30%. Uh, some would be 50 and all would be 100. Gotcha. I didn't know that it was well, contingent upon their magic. Well, as
2: they leveled up, you know, their magic would increase or their strength would increase. But the magic tabs made that greater, obviously. Huh. Okay. But who is Robo? Who is Robo, guys?
0: Well, you get to the proto lab and you find this defunct humanoid robot. And this, I really enjoyed this part of the game because you can tell there's something that happened. You don't necessarily know how the world came to the way it is because there are still a lot of robots running around. Pretty much all of the enemies that you fight are exclusively robots in this. And Luca says she can fix it. And she kind of goes on this sentimental um, rant about how robots are incapable of evil and the humans are the ones that make them that way. And then, you know, Marley accuses her of pitying them, and then she she repairs Robo um and did you guys catch that Rick Astley's never gonna give you up starts playing at that point what <laughs>
1: uh-huh no no, I did not catch that what? at all I don't there's, there's no Rick
2: roller
0: in uh when you revive Robo when he comes back to it's it, It's either the exact song or it is so goddamn close that it may as well be Rick Astley. I
1: think you're just freaking crazy.
0: Even Christy came over, and she wasn't even watching the game. She's like, is that Rick Astley? <laughs> like, that's how close to it it sounds. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I guess I never noticed but back that. To, uh,
0: I back didn't to notice that. either. Um, back to what Luca said about robots are incapable of evil and humans make them that way. That comment kind of negates all of the robots that you were just fighting all the way here because there were no robots or there were no people making these robots. Robots had been self-replicating for centuries at this point. So they were making themselves evil.
2: Oh, well, who made the ro- initial robots? Boom. The humans but made the, the robots.
0: made the initial robots good.
2: Yeah, but somehow something it was used for, you know, evil.
0: Well, either way, Robo wakes up. He's like, what the hell happened here? Like, so he even he is shocked at what happened. And he said there used to be lots of humans and lots of robots here. And he offers his help to kind of bypass security in the factory. And this is where I think something is something really cool happens. You suddenly have four people in your party. And. Well, oh, actually, hold on. That takes place a little bit later. Never mind. One person has to stay behind and you go through the security system and suddenly you're attacked by all of Robo's friends who say that he is the defective one. Um, whose initial mission was to eliminate all intruders. So they actually beat the shit out of him.
2: They really do give and it to him, don't they?
0: This is where they have that six-on-two boss battle, right?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. mm mm-hmm. So you're basically yeah, that- facing uh, six guys who look almost exactly like Robo, except they're blue in color. And uh, they actually have some decent attacks to them. And it's a, it's one of those battles, again, where you really start to have to use your strategy um, to, uh, to get through it. So.
1: Yeah, that's one where uh, if you beat them, like if you beat a back guy and then a front guy, it makes it a lot easier because they have that one attack where they pick a guy up mm-hmm. and they, they huck him in between. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, if they don't have a guy behind them, they can't do that attack or in front of them. You can bypass that attack with uh, killing them in the right order. I just beat the shit
0: like out of I like how intricate even the simplest battles in this game are because even the enemies have the ability to use tech and if you can kill off one of those people, suddenly you eliminate that piece of tech from the battle thus making it easier. I did realize that in certain boss battles later. Yeah. But uh, after this old little beatdown you go back to Luca and Robo looks at Luca and says, can you repair me? And Through conversation, he essentially says, are you trying to save our world? And uh, Luca asks a question to Robo, basically saying, what are you going to do once you're repaired? I mean, do you have plans for the future? And that kind of hits home with Robo, because he's never been asked that question before. And that's when he realizes, okay, humans aren't evil. Maybe I need to go along with these people. And boom, you teleport home. And this is where I think one of the coolest aspects of game design comes in, because... You now have four people in your party. And the game only allows you to have three at any given time. So instead of just saying, nope, you can only have three, it's like Final Fantasy. Why can't all six of you travel together? (laughs) They don't ever explain that. They just say, only three of you. And then the other three will meet up with you later. Like, just fucking travel together. (laughs) This game, when you have more than four people step into a time warp, the conservation of time theorem states... That they will turn up at the space time coordinates of least resistance, which is the end of the time. The end of so time. In order to continue traveling about, one of you needs to stay behind. I th- just for me, that was such a cool aspect of like how do we get around the limitations of the system yet make it part of the story?
2: Right, and this is and this is a real this is a real game changer as well because before you. Th- thought these portals just kind of take you to nor- nowhere. Well, now you have basically a, a central hub uh, where there's an old geezer standing there in the middle that you talk to, and he's uh, he, he's just referred to as old man at this time, but you learn how, who he Don't it is. ruin who it is. Yeah, well, you talk to him a little bit later. Um, but from here, you can actually freely teleport, because there are different portals now, you can freely teleport to different areas in time. Also, you know, at this point in time, you can go and you can, uh, you can meet this, uh, his name is Specchio. He is actually what they call the Master of War, and he actually gives you magic. So he's the guy who lets Chrono, since he's, uh, you know, got that goofy hair that's all spiked up all the time, he must have been struck by lightning, right? So he lets Chrono be the lightning guy. Uh, Marley becomes the Water and Ice Queen. And uh, Luca becomes, you know, the fire, the fire diva and Robo, he's, he's just like, well, you're a machine. You can't do magic. But he's like, but your magic that you, your attacks are considered shadow magic. So uh, it's kind of cool. Everybody gets some new attacks here except Robo because he sucks, but I like him. (laughs) Poor Robo.
1: Yeah. Must be rough being the best character in the game.
2: (laughs) I know.
0: I feel so bad for not using. Oh that. man! I tried
2: to tell you, dude. He was the uh, best one. Like I loved Robo.
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, especially uh, especially like super late game, like Robo just gets so good. Yes. So I feel
0: like this is this is time to say at this point, if you wanted to, you could go and beat the game.
2: Um, I don't think it allows you at this point. No, no. not right now. No? no, but once you kind of figure out more that's going on. From this uh, end of time, place, you can go and just beat the game if you if or attempt to beat the game. Let's call it that. Yeah.
1: Because uh, the first time you can, at least in not new game plus, because this game has a has a crazy new game plus mode. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time you can actually go and beat the game is when the ocean palace rises and you fight Lavos there.
0: That's a long time.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm like, almost 100% sure that that's the first time you can beat the game.
0: Huh. Interesting. So, in this, this old dude tells you that, you know, he can tell there's something wrong with the fabric of time because there have been a lot of lost travelers coming to the end of time lately. So, you step into the only portal that is available, and it kicks you to Med- Medina.
2: Medina Village, yeah.
0: Where these mystics... This is the mystics that fought against the humans 400 years ago, and they despise the humans. So they are there worshipping the stone of Lavos, which, if they're able to awaken him, will ensure the the destruction of the humans. And through this, you learn that Lavos, the, 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 the creature that you saw emerging from the ground, is a creation of Magus. Right? So Uh, far,
1: that's what you think think. at this point. Yes, yes.
0: So far, at this point, that is what you are led to believe. So, therefore, we still believe Magus is the ultimate evil in the game. Yeah,
1: because they tell us that uh, Magus is trying to summon Lavos.
0: Correct, and this is this is cool because this also is where you start to see how the story or the um, time periods interconnect between each other. You meet Ozzy the Eighth, who is a village leader. And his ancestors served Magus. And you'll actually meet his ancestor, Ozzy, later when you go back in time.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct. I think you kind kind of meet him earlier when... uh, I'm not too sure when the cutscene is, but the cutscene where it shows how Frog gets turned into a frog...
0: Oh, that's later. Is it later? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So... There's another little mini-boss here. You go to the Hekren Cave. I don't remember ex- actually why they send you there, but uh, through that you learn that tr- Magus created... Oh, go you're ahead. trying
2: to get back to uh, Guardia, basically. or your, That's right. Your so you're trying
0: to find a portal that'll get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that you learn that Magus created Lavos in the Middle Ages. And that's that's the other thing, too, is that some points in this game are very unclear about where to go you have to rely a lot on contextual clues and this is one of those context clues of where do i go they don't specifically lay out for you boom go here Um, they just tell you that lavos created or was created by magus in the middle ages and that tells you okay i need to go to the middle ages but before we do that if you head south to pore town or poor town did you guys go into the bar down there
2: um. Not yet. No, I didn't. Which re-
1: refresh my memory?
0: So if you go to where Heckram Cave is and go south, there's another town down there. Way down, there's a town in the middle, and then there's a town way down in the south, and it's Pore or Por, that, that's, Pore. That's C O R R E. That's Is this the what,
2: one? That's sorry, actually go ahead. on the same continent as like what uh, Castle Guardia was on. So it's, okay. it's not on it's not in like by Medina Village. Medina Village is on another continent.
0: So this could be when you go back in time. But either way, this is where I have this reference written down is that there's a specchio playing piano in there. And if you go and talk to the guy standing next to him, he makes a Billy Joel Piano Man reference. really? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh,
2: OK, yeah, I remember that one. I did not catch yeah.
0: that. Yeah, there's a lot of. Pop cultural music references I get from this, which is why it lends me to believe that okay, there's a Rick Astley reference in this game. <laughs> never gonna give you up,
3: never gonna let That's you down. That's exactly go. what it
0: was. Listen to it next when we're done at the show. Look up and Robo Rick Astley, and you'll hear it. I guarantee it. So from here we go back to the Middle Ages. The king is in bad shape. So isn't this where we initially went back to? Where they where we saved the queen.
2: Um, let's see here. Uh,
0: I believe it is. Cause we went from a thousand AD back to 400 to yep. 600. Yep. Okay. So we're back in that same castle, but time has passed. The King is in bad shape. And apparently this whole concept of the, the hero has arrived.
2: Yeah. Because is, somebody has kind of taken
1: over. found the hero amulet or was hero metal. metal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which turns out just to be a little kid.
1: Yeah, because the person bitch. the person who actually had the hero medal, spoiler, it's Frog, dropped it somewhere because he can't be bothered to hang on to that thing. And yeah, <laughs> some little kid picked it up and all of a sudden this kid has everyone thinking he's the hero.
0: Yeah, so you set off on this trek down the southern continent to find this hero because you think, okay, well, maybe I'm not the hero. Well, let's go get this hero and get him in our party and let's get this shit over with. So you head down to the Denendoro Mountains um, where you run into the boy and you run into him in this cave where he's just kind of a weird kid. Um you you come across these other two small kids that come out turn out to be the Masamune sword in physical form and you have to fight them and when you defeat them they join together to create the sword that you have to take back to the hero the hero but you don't know who the hero is you don't know who it is
2: because the sword they have the Masamune uh is actually a broken sword at this point yes
0: this battle was a pain in the ass, I remember.
1: The Masamune one? Yeah. See, and this is another one where uh, knowing the mechanics really helps you out, too, because if you kill the one on the left first... I think it's the one on the left. If you kill the one on the left first, then the one on the right will just do nothing for the rest of the fight.
2: Oh, really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Gosh. I should have I should have taken your advice or played it with you or something like that.
0: <laughs> I like how when you defeat them, though, they kind of look at you like, or they look at each other like, will they fix us? Will they find us an owner? So you had to prove to the sword that you were worthy of carrying it and taking it and that it would be falling into the, the right hands. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I, the the dumbest part about this scene, too, is like the sword on the pedestal, I mean, that sword looks like a freaking sword. It doesn't look broken. It doesn't look like it's just a fucking shaft or it doesn't look like it's just a blade. But then you beat him and they're like, oh, but yeah, sorry. This sword isn't actually a sword that that sword you were looking at the whole time. Just ignore it. That wasn't real. (laughs) That kind of that kind of pissed me off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even still, it's a sword. You could still stab people with a broken sword.
2: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have a handle. How are you supposed to stab somebody? Oh, I just cut my own hand off.
1: I mean, you, you got to be careful, but just fucking get it done. So, so you
0: got to head to the cursed woods, and this actually took me a while to find because you walk into the woods, and there's no obvious place to go except there's this bush at the top of the screen, all the way, all the way up at the top. And you're like, all right, well, I fought everything in here. There's nothing here. Let's go. And I did that two or three times before I realized, oh, there's a ladder behind the bush.
2: Another. another oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was a, it. Makes it this game sometimes makes it a little bit tough to know where to go because you don't even know an area is accessible, like a base of a mountain or like this forest. It's hard to see where the actual like opening to it is. So it's like, oh, where do I go? And you kind of just wander around. All of a sudden, text appears up in an area. You're like, cursed woods. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, go here. I
0: like it. I really like that though because it, it it reminds you of the better time when the games didn't hold your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nino Cooney comes to example, where that game is really, really, really easy if you leave the star indicator on. But the second you turn it off, it's like, okay, I better have paid attention to where the hell I needed to go because they're not going to tell me. So it just harkens back to these older RPGs that that don't pander to the gamer. They say, okay, don't be an idiot. <laughs>
2: I don't like this game. It doesn't tell me what to do.
0: Call Nintendo Power. It's a dollar a minute.
2: A dollar <laughs> <laughs> a minute.
0: I only called it once when I was a
1: kid. I never called it. My parents wouldn't let me. Like, mom, I'm I finally stuck.
0: convinced my dad. It was on Legend of Zelda: uh, Link to the Past. Oh yeah. Got stuck in the other world in the woods by the graveyard. I didn't know that you could walk into the trees and go under them. Had I just followed the friggin' path, I would have been fine. That would
1: have been, like, the sweetest job to have in the 90s. Like, it's you're the call center guy at Nintendo Power who just gives people video game advice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would have been sweet. Um, Okay, so in this cursed woods, you come down into this little hovel under the ground, and it looks like somebody lives here. You don't know who it is. And you find the second half of the sword, but on here... It's engraved with the name Melchior, or Mel Melchior Melchior. I
2: don't know. Right, so I, call
0: it,
3: it I call it Melchior.
0: Okay, Melchior. Um, and again, the game just expects you to remember. Oh, where the hell did I come across this guy named Melchior? Oh yeah. So you have to cycle Village. through. Yeah, cycle through Medina Village. This time frame. How do I get back there? Which is awesome because it doesn't just say, okay, boom, let's go. And it just shows up there. You have to remember how do I backtrack there? Which warp portals do I need to take in which order to get back to that location? But of course, you get there, and Melchior says, oh, yeah, I can fix this, but I need a dreamstone. And unfortunately, these dreamstones haven't been seen in uh, millions of years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the hell are we going to do? We're going to go back in time. Yeah, buddy.
0: I hate... I'm just going to get this out of the way. I thought 65 million BC was the dumbest time
2: frame. Why? Because the humans had tails?
0: That was hot. (laughs) (laughs) It fulfilled that furry fantasy.
2: Oh,
1: God. Jeez, 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 jeez.
0: No, I... I I just didn't like it. I didn't have any problem
1: with it uh, because, uh, I mean, the first time I played through the game, I used Alia the whole pretty much the whole time Mm -hmm. and she's really really good if you level grind
2: because she's very strong
1: yeah her fist weapon her because she doesn't equip weapons she just has her fist and the attack power of her fist is directly related to her level so if you level up to max level then she's the hardest hitter in the game so
0: There is one main reason that I stuck with her because so you get to 65 million B.C. to Mystic Mountain and you meet this Neanderthal girl named Ayla. And uh, she is this leader of a tribe and she brings you in. They're having some sort of celebration for you. Um, But anyway, back to your point, Kevin. I used Ayla simply because of the fact that if you wanted some of the best gear and items oh, yeah, in the game, absolutely. you had to charm them. Had to. And that w- like the last two full levels of the game that you grind through nothing but enemies, every one of them gives you crucial items for the final boss.
1: I mean, that's if you go through the Dark Omen or Black Omen or whatever it's called. I sure, skipped yeah. that. I skipped it all.
0: I wish I could have.
1: Come on, you gotta go.
0: I wish I would have. See, I I went. No, I played the black.
1: I'd played the black.
2: I actually went back and did all the different ways you could you could beat them, which I only knew of three. So that's how I did them. Or
0: so not all you did.
2: How are there twelve? I don't understand (laughs) twelve. We'll get to that. We'll get to that after. Yeah, I'll talk about it
1: because I I did a bunch of looking online about these endings, and it's it's really cool
2: well geez good thing i have that final game save still final save state still going then i can go back to
0: <laughs> so this is a this is a part that i thought was pretty funny where ayla's got this Dreamstone, which is this red rock and it's a sign of power within these communities and she says i'll give it to you if you can beat me at a soup eating contest <laughs> it's like just it's so fucking random
2: and it's not so soup you, what is it? Fucking booze or something, isn't it?
0: Well, in the American version, it's all it's all been toned down. Like in, in the original Japanese version, some of the drinks and stuff were called sake. And- oh, really? <laughs> well, the thing is,
1: though, <laughs> yeah. you don't actually find out what kind of a competition it is until they bring the soup out or the, the beer or whatever you want to call it. Because she just says, I challenge you to a contest or a fight or or however she put it. And then you're like, okay, well, let's go. And then soup, bring the soup. Bring the soup. It
0: it makes sense because afterwards you go into this food coma till the next morning. (laughs) And you wake up to discover that the reptites have stolen the gate key. So in 65 million BC, there's this war going on between the apes and the reptiles, the apes being the humans and the reptiles being the reptites. And this is pretty much the deciding factor within the game of evolution of who is going to survive. Is it going to be the apes or is it going to be the humans? And you unknowingly play a pretty integral role in deciding who continues on the path of evolution. So you have to head off to the Reptite layer. There there's, there's a couple people's names that I had written down that I don't understand their correlation and it was um, Kino Azuka La, Larubo and uh, Azala. Uh,
1: well, Kino Azala is like was... the
0: Azala's the Reptite
1: leader, right.
2: correct? And yes. Kino okay. Kino is Ayla's like best friend.
1: Uh, and no, they're LaRub- husband wife.
2: What? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. I, I did not catch it. I thought that Kino was a female.
1: Oh, no. Kino's, so Kino's a male. Uh, yeah, Kino's
0: definitely a dude. Oh, whoops. So, Azuka and Larubo, I have. Like, Azuka's a destroyer and Larubo's a pacifist.
1: Uh, I think all that, those uh, were the tribe names. The Larubo tribe are the people who oh, thought yeah. that yep. they had right. to avoid the the dinosaurs or the, the reptites and mm-hmm. they thought hiding from them was the best option. And then the Azubo, uh, they were the, they, that was Alia's tribe. Ayla.
0: That's right. Cause then you go to the Larubo ruins later in the game. Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: That's
2: right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and there are some pretty obvious, uh, calls to evolution here when you, you get to the reptite layer and you meet Azala and he's like, could the apes, have honestly made something this advanced when they're talking in regard to the gate key and this teleportation device. And Here you fight the boss Nisbel, who's... I don't really remember that boss battle too much. Um, but to get the key back, and you return to Melchior. He repairs the stone to the... and uh, Or he repairs the sword. You return to the hovel where you found the sword initially and find Frog, and you give it... Back to him, and this is where Frog's story comes full circle. And I'm a little gray on this.
1: Okay, hold on. I need to. We need to go back to 65 million BC because did we? Like this, the time frame of this game is so confusing to follow, especially since it's been a couple weeks since I've played this part. Was did Meg or did Lavo's crash land at this point?
2: No, no he did that's not. Later. Oh, that's later. God, you do return. Game. You do return to 65 million BC again. Uh, okay. That is where you, fa- you finally uh, face Azala uh, and you, are, you meet Lavos as far as what Lavos actually was. Yes. Okay, never mind.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're back with, with – what's this whole issue with, um, with Frog? Because he's got this man boner for somebody named Cyrus because Cyrus was the original hero of Guardia Kingdom. Uh-huh. And he disappeared.
1: Right. Right.
0: And this explains what happened to that, correct?
1: Yeah. Right. You find out that Frog was Cyrus's squire. And yeah. And they together went to fight Magus. And Magus took like half a second to kill Cyrus. So they obviously did not pick the best hero.
2: <laughs> and, they didn't and, have the right dual text.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, so... Obviously, Frog was in no position to to fight at this point, so they kind of had a good laugh at his expense, turned him to a frog, and then kicked him off the top of the waterfall.
0: Well, at this point, his name's not Frog. His name is Glenn.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they don't don't actually say that they turned him into a frog. Magus just makes a passing reference that I'm going to give him a form that is more suiting to to his stature.
0: No, Ozzy makes that reference. Oh, Ozzy makes that reference, okay. Yeah, and that's where you meet Ozzy. For the first time. Yeah. And then from here, Frog joins the party and you decide, all right, guys, let's go and take on Magus. And that's when your first inclination is kind of like, okay, Magus probably isn't the final boss because we're like five hours in. There's no way we're fighting (laughs) the final boss at this point. Um, But once you get to the Magic Cave, we're still in 600 AD. You get to the Magic Cave and there's another flashback and you kind of learn a little bit more about Glen Frog and... He was a kid who was being bullied, and you find out that Cyrus was the one who protected slash pushed him to stop being such a pussy. Essentially
2: took him Um, under his wing.
0: Yeah, and one day Cyrus comes to Glenn and says, hey, I've been thinking about enlisting in the army. You should join too, but Glenn doesn't think he'd be any good at it, and he's ultimately afraid that he would lose it personally if he were to hurt somebody.
2: Hmm. We find out that's not the sea. That's not the case. Oh, no, he is ready to kick some He some, kicks some ass. major butt. Frog is awesome right off, right off the bat.
0: I love him. And this is where he reveals that, yes, I'm Glenn, and I need, to res- I need to slay Magus to restore Cyrus's honor. And at this point, he cuts the mountain in half and reveals this passageway. Up to and Magus Castle. Right inside the passageway is a dead soldier that gives away the boss strength. So if you check the dead body, it's like, all right, this is how you beat the boss. What does he say again? I don't remember. I just have dead soldier boss strength. Ah.
1: Doesn't he say something about you have to hit him with a mass immune? Probably. Yeah, because that's another thing that uh, they, they introduced, but they didn't really explain it away too good. Because they say that you need the mass immune to defeat Magus, but they don't really explain why.
0: Yeah, you're right, they don't.
1: What is yeah, the reason just, why? I, and I have no idea. Like, I I can not oh, okay. figure that one out either. But it's, yeah, they just say... Some
2: legendary sword, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, they never really explain why you need it to beat him. But uh, if you attack, if you auto-attack with Frog, with the Mass Immune, he has, uh, lowered, it lowers his defense.
0: Well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves.
1: Yeah, not that far ahead, but... <laughs>
0: Everybody in this castle is batshit crazy, and there are two of the most absolutely frustrating bosses in the game in this castle. Flea. flea, and Sir Slash. <laughs>
3: Fuck those guys.
2: They're not that hard. You just gotta use Robo. Yeah, pretty we much. Have
1: robo. <laughs> <laughs> Made all the wrong choices, Eric.
2: I was a Robo. I was a Robo Chrono Ayla combo at this time. I think. Could you use Ayla right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my combo, and they just slay people, man. They could.
0: I love the the Chrono Robo combo. They were they were unstoppable when you got to do the um the the X Strike or the Spire, and then I would utilize Ayla for Charm, um, or you could utilize Ayla and Chrono for certain attacks, and then have Frog heal people.
2: I'll tell you what, too, and I don't think you could get it this early at this point, um, but Ayla learned to steal ability and you can get some badass weapons and armor. Yeah, it's called charm. Yeah, yeah, okay. And
0: okay. that's why I kept her in the party. He's like, "Well, I guess I need this
1: stuff."
2: Well, you can get some oh, weapons yeah. that are like way freaking powerful that you won't get later until later in the game if you're if you're stealing stuff.
1: Yeah, you hmm. can get some good stuff. The only things I really cared about were the tabs. So if there was a fight coming up where I could steal some tabs, then I would put Elia in the party. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I pretty much stuck with Chrono, Luca, and Robo for pretty much the whole thing.
0: See, and by the end of the game, I had read that Luca was just unstoppable.
2: Yeah, uh, so
0: I wanted to put her in my party, and I realized, oh, great, she's
2: she she's really not that special until she gets like her best weapon, in my opinion. Yeah, once
1: once she gets Flare and her Wonder Shot, then it's just she's just but you so have to powerful. have
0: used her the entire game to level your techs up to that
1: no not so, really there's uh there's two i want to say two spots in the game where you can fight boulders
0: uh, that give you yeah, 100 tech boulders points. that right. give you
1: 100 tech points and you can just farm them so no, you can't yeah, you, once you kill them they're gone uh, the f- there's one that you can farm because you leave the zone and you come back in and he's respawned hmm but yeah, but you so you can't kill
0: both. As soon as you kill both, they're gone.
1: Uh maybe. But yeah, there's there's there is a way that you can farm them and that's uh one of the ways that you can beat Lavos in the Ocean Palace is if you farm up all your techs. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I did is I just stuck to the main party and then when I got to that point, I I farmed up pretty much all my techs as high as they could go and then I just moved on.
3: Huh.
0: So we get to the top of the Magus Castle. You follow Ozzy. You have these hundred enemies to kill, and you discover Magus is summoning at this point Lavos. Uh, but he, Magus, turns around and goes, "Guys, this is really bad timing. We don't want Lavos to wake up now." And you learn that he didn't, Magus, didn't create Lavos like you previously thought. He's only summoning him, and the time isn't right yet. So by this is what I thought was really cool, is by you actually going back in time to prevent Magos from summoning Lavos, you actually caused him to summon it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh. See, actually, so time travel yeah. is pointless because shit's always going to happen the way it meant to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What's that paradox called again? There's, or, that means I something. Know. I can't remember. Some movie that was.
0: It's called Nobody Knows How to Do Time Travel Properly.
2: (laughs) Who doesn't? Well, no, this this like if you if you think about
1: it, this is done properly because the whole point of them going back in time to try to stop him from summoning Magus or Lavos, them being the cause of it, actually works out.
2: And see, this is this is the part of the game where I got hooked the first time I played it yep because it was like holy shit he's not a bad guy or or he's not the bad guy it's like you know he's has bad intentions and things like that but he's like you fools you know I'm trying to summon him so I can destroy him not so he can you know come and reign terror and that type of thing so
0: yeah you learn that Magus isn't a bad guy he's just misunderstood
2: Right. Well, I mean right. he's he's still a pretty bad guy,
1: but Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was course. he was behind the the Queen being kidnapped. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. So. Yeah.
0: So this at this point you get sucked into time. And this is it's goofy. They go through a couple of different cutscenes where you see Kronos living back with Marley and then Ayla dreamt the whole Magic Mountain, and she's carried back to her her tribe or something like that, and suddenly you end up in 65 million B.C. Like That transition from Magus Castle to 65 million B.C., I didn't quite understand how they bridged that gap. Right.
2: I felt like that was kind of a fill-in. Like, oh, put yeah. him in there. <laughs> we need something. Put him in 65 million B.C.
0: But you discover at this point that this is where the Laruba village had been destroyed, and Ayla feels like it was her fault because she wasn't there to fight, and she needs to summon the the, the dactyl. So you have to head to the Toronto layer to face Azela head on. Yeah. So you get to ride around in this pterodactyl for a while. And, uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh you fight the Nisbel again.
2: I was gonna say, you're actually going back, you get to vi- revisit some uh some old friends You get to fight Nisbel. Uh really, I remember there being you found way, out way
0: too many of the pterosaurs here.
2: The reptites you- basically destroyed the village. They destroyed the Luruba village at this point. Yeah. Um so at this point, uh your goal is to uh let's see here. Get to the Tyrannal lair uh to try and defeat Azula and rescue some of the uh uh what do you want to call them villagers that lived in the village.
0: But in the process you ultimately make the final evolutionary decision because right. mm-hmm. you get to fight Azala at the end and his, his his whole tone is who's gonna rule the world, apes or reptiles? And ultimately it boils down to this battle. And of course you you fight a, um Azala and Black Tarano and once you once you beat him, um, Azela kind of calls out to the heavens. He's like, he "The heavens have truly sided with the apes, and like this red star is going to fall and scorch the earth, and and stones of fire are going to rain down and and destroy the land, ushering in a cruel ice age." Which to me didn't make a whole lot of sense because
2: well, he was predicting
0: it's foreshadowing. Either, I understand, but either way. The reptiles were fucked. Well, the reptiles... They, they weren't going to survive. The reptiles would not have survived an Ice Age. So I, even if they would have beat the humans in this battle, the reptiles still would have been extinct anyway with the uh,
2: impending Ice Age. And the, yeah, the big I,
1: question is, if the reptiles won, would Lavos have landed on Earth?
2: Right, exactly. The way I looked at it is that the reptiles worshipped this red star in the sky, which was Lavos. And mm-hmm. with... The cry of Azala out to this, you know, red star or whatever. Who knows what Lavos really is? A consumer of worlds? Whatever. Who knows that? But maybe he heard his plea somehow and crashed well, into th- the.
0: This earth. is where they explain, too, that Lavos means by fire. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Ayla actually tries to save Azala. No, she says, you know it's what? It's
1: big you, fire. You, Big fire? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's big fire.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Big fire. Um, at this point, she tries to save him, but a comet hits and destroys the land. And uh, again, you learn that Lavos was not the creation of Magus, and it just kind of reinforces that. So do you go and fight it? Because unchecked, it's just going to burrow deep into the earth and leech off of the, the earth and become more powerful. So, ultimately, a gate appears where Lavos landed, and you pop into it, and suddenly now you're in a new time, 12,000 BC.
1: Because, yeah, your original intention was to, to fight Lavos right then and there, but then when you go to chase him down, you're like, oh, he's gone already. Look at this gate.
2: Let's go. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea where this goes. Okay. Let's jump in.
0: It could be a black hole. It's going to squish me, but whatever. Fuck it. <laughs>
2: and therefore, you go to a new YOLO. <laughs> you go to a new area now.
0: I liked this area. This is one of my favorite areas. I have again. to
2: agree. I thought this was this was the area that had the most kind of uh, twists in the story that put things together. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense now, and oh, that's where that comes from, and that type of thing. Um, so, I really like Twelve Thousand BC. It's a it's the ice age, right? Yes, you go there, ice age.
0: But and humans have instead of enduring or solely enduring the ice age have decided to move into the sky. Correct. Which
1: Uh no, the the only people who live in the sky are the people who can use magic.
0: Right. Yes, right. And, yeah. So not all humans have decided to endure the ice age or are able to. So you're right. The people who can use magic have moved into the kingdom of zeal and they refer to the people who can't use magic as the earthbound ones. Yeah. And this whole kingdom of zeal is this is what I was telling you about earlier where I talked to everybody multiple times just because it was so interesting. Uh, They did a really good job of fleshing out this kingdom and why they are the way they are. And their whole mindset is there's truth within sleep and our queen is creating this era of peace that allows us to basically sleep the days away and that allows us to revel in the truth of who we are and what we're doing Um, because after the king died the queen queen nurtured magic and in the process sealed some elemental weapons away in the northern palace and blah 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 but when you show up everybody gets a little weirded out because um, this boy the kids are weird in this game this boy pops up to you. He's like, the black wind howls, and one of you is going to die soon.
2: Oh, um, he okay. Away. Yeah, he's <laughs> like,
0: all right, cool. Thanks, Thanks for the tip. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you find out there's a there's an airship being built by some dude named Balthazar that if you go and examine, some dude named Sir Dalton shows up, and he, he says that you're this... The, the prophesied one that's going to cause a lot of trouble. And he's like, let's see how you handle this. And nothing happens, <laughs> which is weird. Um, did you
2: guys happen to, uh, explore some of the areas and, uh, what do you even call it? Like in the, in the sky, in the, in those cities where if you opened books in the oh, elemental oh, books, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you opened them in a certain order, that it would expose a room, and then you could go and grab things out of it.
0: Well, you'd have to fight all those new in there. Yeah.
2: Well, usually they didn't even do anything, but sometimes they'd yeah. bring you down and make one guy faint or something like that, but... Yeah. Just revive them.
0: Yeah, I, I did that, but after the first, I'm like, eh, whatever. It takes too much time. So then we move on to the the kingdom of Kajar, or the city of Kajar, where all of these people are doing experiments for the queen, and the people here are a little bit nicer. They say, oh, there's a there's a an aura coming from chrono and it's a it's a aura of kindness but then somebody pops up like yeah it's a primitive different kind of power that you have you know poor thing whatever and and elemental power at this kingdom is apparently forbidden um so what kind of power they have isn't really explained
2: uh two people two critical people are introduced here um uh one of them being uh, uh skala And, uh, then Janice, Janice hit her little brother. Uh, they are now they're son and daughter to the queen, correct?
0: Yes. I didn't. Okay. That makes, yeah, they are. That makes sense. I didn't understand that relationship.
2: Okay. Yes. They are son and daughter to the queen. So therefore, you know, they're, they, they tend to do her bidding, but the queen's obviously, a little fucked up. You haven't met her yet at this point, but you hear the things that she's, that she's been doing. Um, You, you meet Scala and Janice. Janice is kind of this cold little boy who doesn't really have any friends except the cat. And uh, Scala is, you know, one of the people who is actually uh, very helpful. Um, Later on, the uh, queen actually imprisons you um, because, what, what exactly? Why exactly? Did
0: well, she- Scala has an amulet, or no? Janice has an amulet. That's
2: uh, no.
1: Scala has the amulet,
0: but he but Scala gives it to Janice eventually. Yeah, yes, and it's a red rock from the Mammon machine. So we should exp- we should talk about what the Queen is doing. So right. yeah, it's been fifty some odd million years well, since
1: sixty five odd million years.
0: Yeah, sixty five odd million years since this
2: landing yeah
0: yeah so they discover that this this thing that landed is a source of eternal power and that it consumes the queen so she is wanting to build a palace in the ocean that is going to become a source of energy and allow for eternal peace so they are utilizing the people or the earthbound people to build this palace and in the process, they've constructed something called the Mammon Machine, which draws and magnifies the infinite infinite power of Lavos. And that power ultimately changed the queen. Because initially, from what I understand, she set out with good intentions, correct?
2: Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, but I think she was I don't corrupted. really know
1: if it was... I don't know if she ever really had good intentions. I think really? it was just... Well, maybe it was a, an issue with being corrupted by the infinite power, but... I don't know. It it seemed to me like she was always kind of evil. I mean, they were always talking about how the earthbound people were enslaved and forced to build the city in the stu- in the skies. And that kind of seems like something a tyrant would do.
0: True. But for her people, she set out with good intentions. And well, yeah, ultimately, mean-
1: her intentions the, were to further her people so that they yeah. never had to worry about the earthbound At the people. the expense of yeah, the exactly. earthbounds,
0: yeah. But ultimately, this power changed the queen, and this person named, you learn through talking to people, this person named Melchior opposed the queen, and one day he just vanished. So that's where you're starting to figure, like, well, wait a minute, is that the same Melchior that I've met in... 600 AD.
2: And I believe they um, even question themselves, like, one of them asks themselves, like, Melchior? Question mark, like that type of thing.
0: Which is cool, because it kind of plants that whole idea of, are these people that you're meeting really a product of their own time, or have they been transplanted here by somebody else because of something that they've done?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the first time where we learn about uh, the gurus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Because the gurus are the, what is it, the guru of time, the guru of fate? I don't even remember what the three of them are. I don't remember all
2: three gurus.
1: But yeah, they were supposedly the the most enlightened people of this world. And they were the ones who everyone went to with their problems kind of thing until they stood up against the queen. And then the queen was like, all right, well, I'm going to push you guys through these portals and we're going to be done with it.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't understand the guru stuff. That's something that I kind of glazed over.
2: Well, it does come full circle because you do meet them all. Um,
0: yeah, you're, you set out to rescue them, but I guess I didn't understand their place in the lore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
1: were they were the spiritual leaders, I guess you could say, of that time frame.
0: Yes. Uh, so chrono has got a pendant that looks just like Scala's, but it won't open the door to go down to... The Ocean Palace.
2: Well, it's 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 uh, it's the crest that, um, damn it, Marley had, isn't it? Yeah, it's Marley's pendant. Yeah, yeah, it's Marley's yes. pendant. That's the one that looks like Scalus, but yes. it doesn't work. So how does it work? Basically, they have to get it to the Mammon machine. Okay, mm-hmm. which yeah, because is- they
1: they sorry, they explained that. I guess one of the NPCs explained that. Uh, he saw Scala using the Mammon machine to charge her pendant, so right. that's how you're supposed to know that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, if I go charge my pendant, then maybe I'll be able
2: to open these doors. Exactly. That was a
0: piece I had to actually look up how to do because they didn't. I guess I missed that NPC.
2: Yep, yep. So that's what that's a part of the you know process you have to learn. Now all those little doors and all those chests that made that eerie little piano oh. music that you could <laughs> not <laughs> open before. You this can now a, open. So this is this was another part of the game when I first played that I was like, sweet, I understand that now. I can go back. I can open all those. It was a good part of the game.
0: But I'm glad I read into this too because I started to go back to it. And if you go to the ones – so if you, you should go back to 600 AD first. Yes. And touch all of them but do not open them. Right. Because if you do not open it and then go – touch it again in 1000 AD the gear in there for example it goes from a blue vest to a blue plate and it's just upgraded armor so there are dozens of these that you need to traipse through and find and it just becomes this it's probably a good two hour process if you just plunge straight through it and then even longer if you want to go back to 600 AD and touch all the chests again to get all of the non-leveled up stuff
1: but, I mean, at that point, you don't really need to go back and get those those non powered up ones sure they're a little it, useful in certain fights, but
0: it helped later when there were certain enemies that would rely solely on fire and It's like, okay, well, I've got the fire vest, okay, I've got this, I've got the fire the the fire plate. now I just need something that increases so it it did have its place to do, yeah, um there were just so many of them, but there was a point in the game. That I wonder if it had if, if it had any effect on the ending. When you first go back to Guardia with Marley, you can piss off the king to the point where he just goes and locks himself in the bedroom and then if you walk down and you purchase a piece of snail jerky for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and then bring and it go, back to him. Bring it back to him, it pisses him off even more. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he just kind of shuts down, and I think that has an effect on the ending that you get.
1: Really, uh, I, I don't think it does. There's I'm pretty. Sh- there's and a it, lot it, it does of something triggers that change the way the ending works. But I mean, in the initial ending, like I think there's only three endings that you can get in the original game, like in the in the regular new game. Mm. I think that all the other. Different endings are as a result of the new game plus mode.
3: Hmm.
2: Like, see, and did they have new game plus in the in the original uh, SNES version? Yep. Because I like okay, I got to the end of the game, and you know they do the credits and all that, and then it just nothing happened. So what was I supposed to do? Just hit reset and then? Uh,
1: yeah, tried. you go back. You go back to the menu, and then there's a an option that says New Game Plus, and then you select a save file. Yeah, but
0: how do you get to that? Because I sat on the end screen for 20 minutes waiting to be able to to go back to the menu. Same here.
1: You just reset. Oh, really? Because, yeah, at the the very top it says New Game, and then off to the side is New Game Plus. So you just go up there, go over to New Game Plus, and then it tells you to select a save file, and it uses that save file to start a new game.
0: So in the short-term memory of the cartridge, it must remember that you beat it.
1: I think that you have to save in the heart of Lavos. Oh, I think if you you have to save there and then use that file is, I think how it works. I mean, I'm not too sure because I didn't actually go through the whole new game plus thing. But yeah, I think uh, as long as you save in that spot, I think you're okay to do a new game plus.
0: Interesting, huh? I know. Did you guys all go through the whole process of unsealing those
2: sealed chests? Uh, yeah, most of them.
1: Yeah, I got most of them as well. I think I skipped some of the ones in uh, twenty three hundred AD, but I think I got most of the one thousand.
0: It was it was rough in twenty three hundred because you had to backtrack through some of those areas and actually fight those enemies over and over and over, and it just got to be a little much. But you learn that this is the era that people are actually being thrown to through time. Like Balthazar, you learn is the guru of reason, and he disappeared briefly. Balthazar, okay. And
1: uh... but yeah, that's another one of the the things that I really like about this game is that all like almost every single I'm using air quotes right now when I say random battle is. They're actually, the battles in this game are actually triggered by standing on certain tiles. So if you avoid those tiles, then you can avoid all the battles. Huh. So I think uh, the first time I played it, I didn't get into a random battle until after I had gotten to the cathedral.
0: Oh, damn. So yeah, it was like the entire
1: time through the first three or four times that I went through the forest, I just happened to go in this path. That stuck really close to the trees and avoided all the fights. I just so
0: didn't think that there were fights in the tr- in the forest. I never got into any.
1: Yeah, no. There's there's probably about there's fights seven or eight different fights spread out along that forest path. We
0: saw a bush move, but I'm like oh, all right.
1: But yeah, it's it's really cool because uh, that's one of the ways because some people speed run this game, and uh-huh. that's one of the ways you can can helps with the speed run is because you can avoid pretty much every random battle if you know how to do it. Interesting. But yeah, interestingly enough, uh, the world record for this game is like two hours and 43 minutes, I think.
2: Oh, shit. Seriously. Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) How is that even possible? I don't know, man. I don't know. Two hours?
0: This is where we actually... After you do the unsealing stuff, you're you're back in 2300 AD in the Keeper's Dome. And this is where you actually you're finally able to open one of these sealed doors. And behind that is Balthazar. And is this, is he the guru who's been, whose consciousness has been trapped within that robot? Yes. Okay. And he introduces you to this concept of uh, time mastery. He says only with time mastery can you defeat Lavos and then gives you the wings of time. And actually, no, he's not a robot. He's in a new.
2: Yep. Yep, and it's basically his essence. His yes. memories was saved is programmed into this new blue blue guy. Because bear. he originally
0: designed the blackbird in 1200 BC. So it's cool that he's they're, they're tying him to both the ancient blackbird and now they're ter- they're tying him to the wings of time which you can rename to Epoch. Um and you just you the the only way to get back to twelve thousand BC is utilizing this because when they kicked you out of twelve thousand BC, they sealed off
2: that gate, right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Okay, so that's how you get back here. And, and Scala um, Scala broke it off. She she Scala rescued you, rescued you, and then she sealed the gate.
0: And this is where we get to the Mountain of Woe, where Kevin, you were talking about those rubble piles that give you a hundred tech points. Yes. Yeah, that whole place was a phenomenal place to grind.
1: Yeah. Big time. And just even from like a, a design perspective, it was a really, really cool area to be fighting in.
0: There's this floating mountain that's chained to the earth. Yeah. And <laughs> you're trying to get up to the top of the mountain to to rescue the guru of life, I believe.
2: I Maybe. think you're correct. He's,
0: yep. he's, <laughs> he's imprisoned at the top in a crystal. That's what it was. Yeah, you need Sorry. to.
2: <laughs> I don't remember exactly.
1: I know it's like you're you're trying to I remember played this all game the like different three weeks things ago.
2: that <laughs> happened. Yeah,
0: but wait, when you get to the crystal at the top, it's not it's Melchior that's in the crystal.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: So how can so I guess Malchior isn't the same one as he is the one in A D, six hundred A D.
1: You know, we've been changing the the past so many times that it's you know you can just confusing. write it off to, to time travel, you know. Timelines yes, got time, screwed up.
0: Yes. There's multiples. Yeah. Um mountain to... collapses, yeah, release the chain. Okay. And instead and of crushing that city of El Getty, it collapses into the ocean.:
1: That's the part that I don't understand. This mountain is floating. you need a chain to hold it to the to the earth. Why does it all of a sudden crash like shouldn't it shouldn't it have floated away? like isn't that the most logical step?
0: Maybe the crystal <laughs> was keeping it afloat, and by you breaking the crystal it <laughs> It, who knows okay well i'll, I'll try to stop anyway, about it <laughs> the the mammon machine was on this mountain and if the mammon machine gets too close to lavos it could wake him so actually by the mountain collapsing into the ocean it was worse than if it would have just crashed and destroyed the earthbound people
1: yes mm-hmm. correct
0: so scala and janice visit the ocean no, they don't fit We learned through them that the Ocean Palace is now operational. And Scala has kind of come to her senses like, wait a minute, we should probably pump the brakes a little bit on this whole mammon machine. Um but without her it doesn't work because she's the only one who can operate that pendant. And then this yeah. is where Dalton steps in and he's like, Hey, you're coming with me. Let's go. Yeah. And attacks Melchior, and then Melchior gives you, the Red Stone, to destroy the machine.
1: Oh, so maybe Melchior got... maybe after you released him from the crystal, that's when he got thrown through time to 1000 AD, where you meet him again.
2: That's what I'm thinking.
1: So you were the cause of him getting sent to 1000 AD. Just like you were the cause of Lavos being... Summoned by Magus, and you were the cause of the the reptites
2: being destroyed.
0: Maybe he should have just gone to the damn fair and gotten the bumper cars.
2: Maybe just not yeah, gone to the fair so. at all. What if he yeah. wouldn't have gone to the fair? Just stay in bed, Chrono. God, <laughs> Chrono, you're a mess, and you're causing a lot of shit here. Way to go! So they don't really expand
0: too much on Dalton, other than he has ultimate plans to become immortal. Who is Dalton? Is he, like, I the th- leader of the Queen's guard? he's probably just, right. yeah,
1: like, one of the Queen's generals or maybe, like, maybe Dalton is the king
2: and they don't really ever say it.
1: But, yeah, he's he seems to be closely connected okay. to the Queen in some way.
2: I'd say he's, like, some sort of general, like that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, probably. That's where I would put him.
0: Okay. And this is kind of where everything's coming to a head with the Queen and the Mammon machine and trying to get this... Trying to get this stuff to work, and everything kind of you learn hinges on this red rock that Melchior gave you. Red rock, it's been passed down through the ages, uh, and it was made from a magic pendant, and an, a, and he made from this rock a magic pendant and a knife. The pendant is Marl's,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you now have the knife.
2: hmm. That's it.
0: So we can destroy the Mammon machine.
2: Precisely, Eric. Now you've put it all together. Got it's time it. time to go destroy that mammon machine. Get it. So what does that mean?
0: It means take an elevator down and fight <laughs> fucking enemies on an elevator.
2: That means, yes, go back to 12,000 BC, and now you have to actually uh, go back and defeat, let's see, the mammon machine. Dalton. Yep, yep. Yep.
0: Because he he's, he's all pissed off. He's like, I can't die before I become immortal. So he runs off again. And now you enter the hall of the Mammon Machine and Lavos begins to go nuts and Kronos uses his knife to stop the machine and the sword alone isn't enough. Let's see. So this is where you enter a dimensional warp and you fight Lavos, but you're killed instantly, right? This is your first time you fight him?
2: I'm trying to... F- Catch up and figure out uh, the exactly where we are Yeah, here.
1: I don't think you're killed instantly because this is the first moment where you can beat the game. You can oh, beat shit. the game at this point.
0: I got killed instantly.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, most of the t- most people are, are going to get killed on Lavos' first attack. Yeah. But, yeah, you can actually beat the game, game at this point and uh, you get a pretty weird ending if you do it.
2: Huh. Huh. He was right.
0: But... So how does Magus come into all of this? Yeah, because yeah. he shows up and the queen accuses him of being a false prophet. I thought we were in 12,000 BC.
2: We are in 12,000 yeah. BC. And, oh. and this is, see, right after Lavos has, has defeated your party, that's when this blue hooded man appears who's always been by uh, the queen's side. Oh, and and, the
0: queen accuses him of being a false prophet,
2: and he does. Yeah, but he does actually. He is actually a prophet because let's face it, he's from the future, and mm-hmm. he's able to tell her some things that are going to happen and all that stuff. So that's why he's been a prophet up to that point. But his attack on Lavos fails, and yeah. he's kind of like, "What the heck? You know, that didn't destroy Lavos, and then you know when all hell's is." is Breaking loose, um, Scala decides to be kind of a good girl and warp you all to safety. Um, hmm. So yeah, Zeal is fucked. <laughs> Zeal gets destroyed by the by Lavos.
1: Yeah, Zeal gets destroyed and Chrono gets killed.
2: Fucking Chrono. Yeah, Chrono is dead, guys. Yeah. That's the yeah, he
0: tries to he tries to attack in retaliation and dies instantly. Right, and then. Scala actually has a change of heart and uses the last of her power to send everybody out.
1: Yeah, so she right. sends then, Melchior to 1000 AD. She sends Balthazar right. or whatever. To
0: 2300. To
1: 2300. And then she sends you guys back to... God, I don't even remember where you go after that.
2: And that's well, why... I think you awaken that's why you come parts. back to this point later in the game to replace... Clones. Oh no, I think
1: uh, yeah. I think they send you to the end of time. Yeah, I think that's where we end up.
2: But
0: a gate appears by Lavo's here.
2: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so now you can access the day of Lavo's, which is 1999. Is that the game? Is that the year the game was created? No, no.
0: no. Okay. Well, anyways, you We're can PlayStation go PlayStation era at that point.
2: You can go to your 1999 and face the day of lavos or you can go fight lavos at any time now.
0: This is where you also kind of reveal that Frog has kind of replaced Cyrus in his hierarchy of heroes with Chrono because he goes through this whole internal dialogue of, you know, first it was Cyrus and now it's Chrono and when he wakes up, he actually has Chrono's pendant next to him and it's guarding him and and he's got this man crush on Chrono.
1: Well, I mean, everyone who Frog kind of aligns himself with, those people get killed, so. Yeah. It's just bad luck on Frog's case.
0: A lot of goofy shit happens here now, and this is like Dalton stumbles upon the Epoch and takes it upon himself. Right. He kind of, he turns into this really weird.
2: He wants to take over the world, though, because now the queen's gone, so the world is ripe for the taking. Uh, So when you actually return back uh, to the ice age and and you go down to the village, that's when uh, that's when he actually appears and uh, he captures your party and your stuff is actually all missing. So the only thing you can actually do is uh, there's a
0: there's a really stupid part with Dalton. I actually wrote it down. It was so dumb that like, guys, come on. Somebody had to have checked this as guys. This is stupid. Dalton added wings to the Epoch. Right. Yep. And he is getting ready to take off and he's pissed off at the music about something and then he gets he gets ready to go and he utters the phrase "Houston, we have liftoff." I'm like, "Are you that's so stupid."
1: Well, come on. You've been talking about how awesome every other pop culture reference is, but they make a reference like that and all of a sudden it's the fucking end of the world.
0: Because it's like, or I guess who's I should who's Houston? say it's like, the day that of Lavos. Shit never happened. Like, there's no town named Houston. Like, if he would have said Medina, we have lift up, okay, then I could have bought that. But where the hell's Houston? Maybe, where the fuck is maybe, Rick Astley?
1: Who's Billy Joel?
0: I mean, <laughs> they didn't specifically say, hey, this is from Rick Astley. I'm never gonna give you up.
1: Yeah, but maybe Houston was the name of the guy on the other end of the radio.
0: What radio?
1: The radio that was in the Epoch. Come on. It was dumb.
0: <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, the, the the whole inside the Blackbird was so frustrating. Because it was just this maze of trying to find all your shit. It really and
2: was. It was tough.
0: You end up blowing up the Blackbird and...
2: How about facing that golem boss that is afraid of heights?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think oh, no. you're going to get
2: leveled Slat by him out. again.
1: Oh, you guys and lost just... to him the first time?
2: Well, he kills you right away, doesn't he? Uh, no, the, he... the very, very first time you face him, not when you yeah. face the two, but the yeah. very first time you face him, it's an intentional, it's supposed to be an intentional Oh, death.
0: the golem twins were a son of a bitch, and I actually missed charming the rainbow helm off of one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Yep. yep, that's a big one. Oh, hold on. Back to that first option that you get with Chrono. Did you guys choose the safe helm or the the swallow sword?
1: Oh, uh, the helm. Yeah, I think I did the helm. The helm. Yeah,
0: because that cuts your physical, uh, or it cuts physical damage by a third.
1: something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. It's, it's way awesome. better than the sword is. It's hands down way better. But yeah, no, I mean, the uh, the first golem fight, you can actually win that one too.
2: Yeah, you can, but it's very hard.
1: Uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't even say it's very hard. It's just another one of those things where you have to know the mechanics Strategy. of the fight. Yeah, because right. uh, the way it works is if you cast an elemental spell on the golem, he'll, he'll absorb that. Well, it, he won't absorb it. He'll still take damage, but he'll copy that element and then try to attack you with the same element. But every time you hit him with an element... Uh, if it's a different element from the one you just hit him with, it'll reset his attack timer. So you hit him with ice, and then you hit him with lightning, and then you hit him with ice, and then you hit him with lightning kind of thing. And each time you hit him with a different element, it resets his timer so that you can just hammer him with spell after spell after spell, and he never actually gets an attack off.
2: Oh, that would have been nice to know.
1: (laughs) But yeah, it's funny too, because uh, even if you beat him you still get captured by Dalton anyway. He's just like, "Oh, well, you beat my I'm goal, still gonna but take you. I'm going to teleport you to the prison and suck it." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that so was kind was... of a cheesy way to uh to put that in the game, like I'm all for having fights that you can't win in RPGs for for story purposes. But if you're going to have a fight that you're supposed to not be able to win that you can win, Don't just write off that win at the end of the fight and say, oh, well, you're captured anyway, just because.
0: Give you a different (laughs) course of action. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of the point, Derek, where you, I asked you not to tell me too much about this game, but you did make sure to tell me one thing. And I remembered this. At this point in the game, you have the the option to settle the score between Frog and Magus, where you can do a one-on-one fight with Magus and kill
2: him. Yeah. Right, and uh, this is something, I didn't use a guide this time around. Um, I only used it if I was very stuck, uh, seeing that I played through a few times. But I didn't exactly remember um, this Magus encounter. So you do get the chance to settle the score. Um, here you're one-on-one now. It's one-on-one. It's Magus versus Frog. Frog, here he's he's going to avenge Cyrus. That's the biggest thing. That You know, he wants revenge. Venge. That's what you've been about this whole time. And you know what? I was badass. I was leveled up. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking beat this guy. He's not gonna stand a chance. So I fought. I fought him, and I beat him. But, <laughs> but, I kept playing, or I, I also kept playing, and didn't realize this till later. If you choose not to fight him, you actually get Magus to come with your team as a playable character. Hell yeah! Boom. You yeah. just got the freaking villain from the beginning of the game on your team. That's awesome. Well, you you
0: ultimately learn that you both have the same end game, right? Yeah, you're both right.
1: trying to defeat
2: Lavos. And you know, with me, it was it was one of those things where I was really really disappointed because I all of a sudden I was like, "Gosh, when do I get to pick up Magus?" So I started googling stuff, and I'm like no i missed it (laughs) there's no possible way to go back and i i actually text eric i'm like okay make sure for this because i want you to get him and i really did want him uh just because i wanted i was kind of doing everything in this game uh kind of almost playing 100 percenter if you want to call it that and uh i missed like one of the most important things so
0: see and i got him and I wanted to play with him, but I was so heavily invested with Chrono, Frog, and Ayla at this point. It's like, well, see you at the end of time.
2: Well, Why? one of the big things with hims too, is he doesn't have a lot of dual techs. with. Any- I don't think he has a dual tech with anybody. And he only has triple techs that are available unless you like find specific items that make his triple tech available with other people. Yeah, so all those uh,
1: rocks or stones or whatever they call them, right? Gold rock yeah. and silver rock and
2: yeah and it makes it so it, his usefulness is limited,
1: and I guess I like it depends how he flies on, around, yeah, I guess it also depends on how fast you make it to that point of the game, because I mean theoretically you could be fairly low level at this point, and if you get Magus and all of a sudden you have all these level two magics that he he starts with, mm-hmm. then he could be a useful party member at that point, but I mean, if you do a little bit of grinding and or even even if you just hit pretty much every random battle in the game then by the time you get him he's yeah he's not that useful unless you spend the time leveling him up.
2: But
0: I uh, wanted to play with him, but
1: yeah.
2: Me too. I was, I was I was disappointed that I didn't even get the chance this time around, but now I know.
1: Was this also the point where it revealed who Magus is? No.
2: Or is that no. later? That's later? That is that is later. God damn that it. is later.
0: But this is the point where you it reveals that the ocean palace rises out of the ocean and becomes the black omen that sits in the sky throughout all of these places of time. Yeah. And you go to the end of time and the old man gives you um something called the memories of something Chron? was it the memories of chrono
1: no wasn't it the chrono trigger he gives you the chrono trigger doesn't he
0: he gives you an egg called the chrono trigger the time egg which is it's it's pure potential to get your friend back right right only under a very specific course of events and And it may hatch or it may not so it's about the most ambiguous thing they can you like this might do something for you. It. it might not. Like He may as well have just given you old macaroni.
2: <laughs> and this is where I had to go to a guide. I just didn't understand what was going on here.
0: Yeah, it got a little confusing here because you had to go to the Keeper's Dome to restore... Because this is where you, where you can restore life on Death's Peak. But there you learn that you need a clone to do it. Well, where did you hear about clones? Oh, Back in the Millennial that Fair. damn Millennial Fair. There was a, 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 a game that apparently you can play and fair. you can get a clone. And I guess it's not so much a clone as it is just a giant stuffed animal. Yeah, it's like a big of, doll. Of Chrono. <laughs> and you go back to Chrono's house because it's delivered to his house. And you go back to Chrono's house and you dupe his mom into thinking, oh, yeah, Chrono's fine. I mean, he's totally not dead in 12,000 BC. Totally not. Can we have that doll? <laughs>
3: you, so you just to leave. Borrow it for a
0: minute yeah and you head back to the keeper's dome and you need th- something to help get you up to death's peak yeah you need um, the help
1: of those little the news the news that well, turn into trees for some reason because yeah right. you go talk to the guru and he tells you oh well i I I can help you get up the peak. I'll send these guys there, and they can help you get up the peak.
0: And at the summit, the pendant shatters, the egg breaks, there's an eclipse, and then you're dropped back into the Lavos battle.
1: Yeah. I think this is actually, like, the way that they did bringing Chrono back I thought was really, really cool, because it seems like the timeline that you that you can 't get away from, like the the destiny of Chrono is to die there mm-hmm. so the whole point of the doll is to replace Chrono with the doll at the last second, so Lavo still thinks he kills Chrono, but he doesn 't actually kill Chrono, he kills the doll
0: The only gripe that I had about this was that first of all, how did they get there? How did they freeze time the, the, the Chrono
1: trigger the egg is what. Allowed them to freeze time. The potential Mm. it had was that it could stop time and trick Lavos into thinking that he killed Chrono anyway. Okay. At least that's how I read it. I mean, that was the one part that I'm
0: like, oh, they didn't flesh this up, but I guess that explanation works because it's the potential to save them, so potential can be anything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. But this is the point in the game where the side quests start, and there are a lot of them. And you don't have to do them, because you could just go straight to the Lavos battle and you beat can. him
2: here. Yep, you can. If you want to, go for it. But my advice well, is, you will
1: die. There's even a lot of side quests that you could have done before this part. Yeah. Like, uh, pretty much as soon as you go to 12,000 BC, you can do the, uh, the trees side quest, where you ditch Robo off, and he oh yeah he's yep. gets that desert and turns what it into...
0: What a lazy him. bitch. <laughs> it it took him 400
1: years, give him a break.
0: And sh- no, not Robo, the lady. Oh. <laughs> she did nothing but sit in her villa and watch Robo just plow the days away.
1: <laughs> plow
0: the days away.
1: <laughs> well, I mean she had the the seed from the guru of life question mark. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean she she had the seed and he had the the energy to, to make and it based happen. on
0: that this is where a lot of these side quests had a very real impact on the future yeah so particularly you can go through the side quest in any order you go back to the end of time and this old man gives you these really cryptic statements that you just kind of have to figure out i used a guide to go through these to make sure i hit all of them mm-hmm. and
2: well it's it the guru doesn't... time who gives them to you
0: yeah the quest for magus actually sends you back to Ozzy's fort and you end up restoring the relationship between the mystics and the humans. So yeah. if you go back to a 1000 AD, the mystics are suddenly nice. I mean, when you pop out of their cupboard, they're not all, not all like, oh, son of a bitch, I hate you. They're all like, oh, hey, welcome. Let's have tea.
1: Yeah. And then the uh, <laughs> the shops are actually selling things at a reasonable price. And
0: yeah.
2: You don't have to fight people in shops. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was one side quest that pissed me off, and it was the one where you kept going to the, the ruins and you had to keep paying that, uh, that, oh, that
1: carpenter. The
2: carpenter, yeah. Oh,
1: Which yes. What was that?
2: That was, that for, was... Uh, to get into the northern ruins, is what that was called. Yeah,
1: so that was the one
2: where you, you needed to do that side quest it was for Cyrus oh, wait, or for Cyrus and Glenn.
0: Uh, Frog's quest.
2: Yeah, it's Frog's quest. Specifically. Oh yeah,
0: and I had another another stupid gripe with this. Um, there's a gravestone down in the bottom, and you determine it is Cyrus's gravestone. Um, but after the uh, the the whole this this whole uh, side quest, the gravestone changes. To say something about here lies Cyrus avenged by Glen, which assumes you killed Magus, but if you kept Magus alive, he didn't avenge you. Huh?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I guess I killed I killed Magus. So, well, oh, you, so, you don't yeah. kill him either way. You just leave him. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Like, uh, like if you battle. No, I think I beat you. Him. I
1: think you do kill him. Really? I don't. Yeah, cuz I think uh, he says something along the lines of as he's dying, he says you can bring Chrono back kind of thing. Cuz that's where you learn that you can bring Chrono back to life is through that Magus encounter.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
1: But yeah, that that kind of struck me as strange. It's like, well, we just beat you and you're dying. Why would you go out of your way to let us know that we can bring Chrono back to life? Like, it makes sense when he joins your party and tells you that, but the other way, it just kind of seems weird. Makes sense. So, yeah, so you guys both did all the side quests?
0: My f- Yes, my favorite was Luca's.
1: Yeah, Luca's was definitely the best, and... Did uh, you
0: guys... Uh, so, Luca goes back in time. Uh, you you guys are sleeping at this campfire in, like, 20- 65 million BC after a party or something like that. And she wakes up, goes off, and leaves through a gate. And it takes her back to her childhood and kind of explains why she became so infatuated with machines. Uh,
1: It's a red gate, which is actually very important.
0: Why is that important?
1: Uh, Because there's two types of gates. There's the blue gates, which were created by Lavos. And there's the red gates, which were created by the Entity which is only ever referenced in this side quest. And, and who the when, hell
0: is that entity?
1: Uh, the entity isn't ever really explained in the game, okay. but there's a lot of, of talk on line and forums about how, uh, much like Final Fantasy VII, the entity is the world itself, mm. and the world is... is the Entity is essentially the reason why Chrono was able to go back in time. is because the Entity brought together all of these heroes that are able to defeat Lavos. So it's kind of like a, a Destiny kind of thing where the Entity says, okay, well, in order to defeat Lavos, I'm going to need to get the most powerful people from all these different time frames and bring them together. But she, the entity, never really had direct control over telling them what to do. So all all it could do was just bring them together and hope that they, like, decide to defeat Lavos on their own.
3: Hmm.
1: But yeah, it was, it was seemed strange that they just brought it up in this one quest and then in passing reference at the end of the game.
0: I like that though; it leaves a little mystery to it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But this one you you pop back into lucas childhood and and her dad was always fascinated with machines and one day her mom goes down to the the basement or wherever and says i'm going to clean this and in the process it the machine turns on and her leg gets caught and for the first couple times i watched it or the first the first time i watched it i'm like well she died and then you come to find out well she just lost her legs and um
2: luca feels responsible
0: Luca feels responsible because she was just a kid. She was traumatized. She saw it happen. She comes back through the gate, and Robo is there, and he says, well, you can have my legs. You know, I can just have some treads put on or something. And that's when I was reading about it, and it said you can actually save her.
2: Yeah, yep. I actually saved her. So I didn't I realize it. the button combination when it that's, all happened. That's what
0: I wanted to talk about is that there's a, there's a journal that says the passcode is her mom's name, which is Lara, L-A-R-A. And yep. there's a spot where you can input the passcode. But they didn't make it very apparent how to do it. So when you find that that spot on the machine and you press A, it says enter passcode. Okay, L-A-R-A. And as soon as you hit A, the passcode disappears. Like, well, what the hell? And then she dies. And it took me five tries to figure out that, okay, you press A to bring up the screen that says password. Then you press A again. And then you press L A R A. That's where
2: I got fucked up. I didn't understand. I'm like, why did this not work? Because I, I knew I was going to do that because I had the guide at that point, and it just didn't work. So I'm like, well, I'd whatever. actually look up differently. How the
0: hell do you enter this passcode? She so became, I
2: probably would have called Nintendo Power if I were twelve. She became <laughs> old Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant, oh Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. You
0: ain't got no legs.
2: Do you have any idea what it's like to not live with any legs? <laughs>
0: God. Um, I don't think there were really any other side quests that really stuck out.
1: I'd well, I mean, the, the, the Black yeah. Omen was technically a side quest.
0: See, I just figured it was...
2: Oh, technically, but... Yeah.
0: Robo's quest was pretty interesting because it explains the whole mother brain and how she was reprogramming the human or the robots to hate the humans. And you find out that Robo was this previous entity named Prometheus or R66Y. And Robo was just a guise that he was given to implant himself within the human world and learn about them. So he could bring that information back to mother brain so she could reprogram all the other robots on how to more effectively kill the humans. Yeah, and in the process, you meet another robot girl whose name is Atropos, who's really happy to see Robo, and and she says, you know, you're unlike the other R types, and you know, tells you about your mission, and and um, come to find out, Mother Brain had just reprogrammed Atropos as well, so you defeat Mother Brain, and everybody goes back to normal, and suddenly the robots don't hate the humans anymore. But that one was cool.
1: Yeah, that was the one where you get. Uh... Robo's ultimate weapons too, so right.
2: I would was, recommend to do all these, you know, side quests if you're if you're a new player. Yeah. Um, this is this is where you get some of the best armor, best weapons, uh, uh, techs with uh, magus and stuff like that throughout the game. So go, definitely go through them all. Definitely agree. So
0: Kevin, we're rapid, We're pretty damn close to the end of the game here. But you yeah. say the the Black Omen was a side quest.
1: Yes. Cuz because... I mean you you can beat the game without it. You can just hop in the Epoch, go to 1999, mm-hmm. kill Lavos and you're good to go.
0: I wish I would have known that cuz I'm like, all right, and the guide that I was following at this point said go into it in 2300 BC or 2300 AD so that when you get through it and defeat the enemies and then get down to Lavos. You can still pop out, but then you can go through it two more times.
1: Uh,
0: through 1,600.
1: Oh,
2: oh, I see. Okay. No,
1: it's, it's 1,000 AD, 600, and 12,000 BC. Okay, so I went it. through
0: it in 1,000, and then... Because, yeah, yeah, if, right, if you
1: it, go to it in... 2,300,
0: 2,300,
1: the day of Labos has already happened, and the I think the Queen's already immortal at that point, so she's yeah. just like, "Well, you're too late." Yep. Yeah, she does say that. But this yeah.
0: is—it's a super linear dungeon, tons of battles, tons of grinding, and tons of charming, and that's yeah. why I was kind of glad that I'd had, um, Ayla with because I was charming all these mega elixirs off of these characters that you needed.
1: I love. Yeah, those and you can things. get uh, you can get tons <laughs> of speed tabs there. I think you can get, uh, I think all the displays had Mm -hmm. speed tabs that you could charm. And yeah, getting everybody's speed up to to star star is just like so good. So good.
0: I had most of them. So I I think the only one that I didn't have up to the tip top was Ayla. So I'd start it and boom, they'd all be ready for their triple attack. Yeah. Which was awesome.
1: Did you actually use triple attacks a lot? Oh, totally
2: 3D attack with Aero really?
0: Frog and Chrono?
2: The delta attack.
0: Well, this uh, one was actually called 3D attack. Oh, really? Yeah, uh. each one each triple tech had a specific combination as far as I understand of yeah, people it, that could utilize it.
1: Every combination of 3, I think and well, most combinations of 3. I think Magus was the one exception. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think pretty much every combination of 3 had a triple tech assigned to them. Hmm. But yeah, I I found that uh, double techs were sometimes worth it, but for the most time, most of the time that I was playing, I was just using single techs.
2: Well, that's what I was using too. The only double techs I would really use uh, were something that would attack all or something that would heal all. Now, here's a
0: question. Did you guys have your characters... Outfitted with the gold studs to reduce magic usage by 75%? Uh,
2: Sometimes, yeah. Not all of them, but yeah.
0: I had all of my characters with those because you you could charm enough of them off there to give each person one. So instead of using 20 to do these triple techs, five.
1: I mean, it's kind of useful to have that, but you get so many ethers through this game that...
0: Yeah, but it just takes... That's and an they have to turn. use that turn, yeah. It's well, yeah, it, it is
1: using an extra turn, but if you think about it, if you're using all three of your people to do one attack, you can break that up and have three different people do three different things. One of them can See, use an ether on somebody, one of them can heal somebody, and one of them can use a, a big damage attack.
0: Well, and that's what I, I looked at, and Chrono had the Luminescence, and Frog had Frog Squash, and Ayla had something else, but if you did the triple attack... It added up to the same amount as if all three of them were to attack separately.
1: Uh only in certain situations, because you know, frog stomp. The only reason that was good is because low it health. scaled with his health, right? Right. So, so if what you I had would do frog is out if, low health and you used it, it would do way more damage than a triple tech would.
0: If frog ever died, I'd bring him. I'd revive him with just your basic uh, revive instead of life. Yeah. And then instantly do frog squash, so I'd get that mega damage in hopes that I could have another turn to revive him. But yeah, especially
1: for for the Lavos fight, the end fight, I found that it was way, way more important to keep somebody back with a full bar just in case you needed a a panic heal Yeah, than to use the triple tech and just have everyone waiting to to recharge their bar again. So
0: to get to Lavos, we have Queen Zeal, whose powers somehow don't work here, and... um, you end up fighting her. She tosses you into the Mammon machine. You fight the Mammon machine, which is super easy. Um, the queen has ultimate plans to live with Lavos and control the universe forever. So you fight Zeal, who's pretty simple. You just avoid his hands. And then, boom, that's when Lavos awakens.
1: Yeah, and it shoots you right into the, the end fight.
0: Well, you have to fight Lavos... In like multiple forms. forms. So basically yeah. he cycles through every major boss battle that you had. So you're technically doing 12 consecutive boss battles over again.
1: And uh, the the funny part is if you beat the game in the Ocean Palace, the very first opportunity you get, yeah. this is the version of Lavos you have to fight. You have to fight through all those different fights before you can get to Lavos. Whereas if you use the Epoch and go fight Lavos, uh, you bypass that, that entire fight.
0: No, you yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah, you do. do.
1: You skip yeah. all of that and you just crash land on the inside of Lavos.
0: Oh, so yeah. if you go to the Epoch and go to 1999 Day of Lavos?
2: Yeah. You just use the Epoch to bombard yourself into Lavos yeah. and you break The Epoch
1: essentially them. just, oh. you use the guns that uh, Dalton equipped on it And you blast a hole in Lavos and
2: then you go inside. It's so cool how they give
0: you so many different options and ways to approach the end of the game.
2: That's why I love this game so much. That's why it's one of my favorites. And I mean, with just the multiple endings and stuff like that. Here we are
0: talking about a game that's 20 years old, yet we still had different experiences with it and didn't know you could have those different experiences.
1: But yeah, I mean, you look at games that try to do time travel nowadays, uh, Final Fantasy XIII springs to mind exactly right exactly and they do time travel where they say okay you're you're traveling through time but it's still linear there's still only one path through the game you're and still making it one way to get to the end so
0: convoluted just for the sake of making it convoluted
1: yeah exactly whereas you have a game like this where they go out of their way to try to make it as simple as they can yet the the time travel the way it interconnects with everything is so complicated yeah that you could you could play through this game 10 15 times and probably still not figure out everything that's going on
0: there's a lot to it i yeah. wish i could have skipped that battle that made you go through all of the boss fights again but you get down after this obviously you head into the core or you head into the shell and you fight the Lavos Corps, and there's multiple forms here. The first form is just the arms that you need to destroy, and then you can attack the core. Um, yeah. But what's cool here is if you die, Armageddon happens, a whole cutscene happens, and then at the end it's just a black screen with a phrase that says, but the future refused to change. So basically saying that despite all your best efforts, eh, nothing happened. You know, kind of alluding to that whole, well, it was going to happen anyway, and you were just a cause.
1: Yeah, so exactly. basically that's saying the Day of Lavo still happened, the world still ended. Yeah. Nothing you did mattered.
0: <laughs>
2: Why so, did I even play this game?
0: <laughs> the, the final boss was a huge bear for me. Just an absolute monstrous headache. Like After you beat the Form 1, which wasn't hard but form 1 came in and it wiped you guys it it wiped everybody out to almost dead immediately so you instantly had to use a mega elixir to get back up to health and then triple attack and kill off the left arm and then triple attack kill off the right arm and then try to kill off the center which would then i mean it was still a good 5 to 10 minute fight it really and was it,
2: it, it was an extended one through. with strategy
1: yeah even you, even knowing what i was doing that fight probably took me about almost 10 minutes yeah
0: Even if you're fully powered up, it's a long fight, and you have to, you can't miss a beat. If you miss a beat, you're fucked, and you die. Yeah,
1: and that's part of the reason why I didn't use triple techs at all during that fight, is because I needed to have Robo ready for heal.
0: Well, and it got even worse once you got down to Lavos core. So the true final form of Lavos, you have these two, you have this humanoid figure in the center with these two cores on either side, and... You know, every rational gamer is going to say, okay, the humanoid form is going to be the final boss. Let's attack him. Well, come to find out, the it's major not. Lavos boss is a little core on the right-hand side.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's really cool because, exactly, like video gaming 101 is the big bosses in the center. Yeah, and they <laughs> yeah. throw they, they throw It really tricks people and, here.
0: Well, you can't even attack that one until the other ones are gone, but the other ones have such exceptional health... I think the one on the left has 10,000, and the one Uh, in the middle... The one on the left,
1: I'm pretty sure I killed in one shot. It It has 3,000, and the one in the
0: middle has 10. Yeah. But once you kill the one on the left, the the main Lavos core pulls its shield down. Yeah, that's right. But as you're attacking it, that center one, at least for me, the max health you can do the max you can get your your health up to in this game is nine ninety nine There are glitches that you can get it higher you know action replays whatever but playing the game normally, you can only get it up to nine ninety nine However, this humanoid form would frequently about halfway through your health on the Lavos score dump a magic spell on you that would hit for over twelve hundred every character and just wipe me out every time I fought him probably twelve times in one night went "Fuck this, I'm
1: done <laughs> and see that's uh <laughs> part of the reason why robo is such a good character in this game because his i think it's the crisis arm which you get in his side quest Mm -hmm. is it it does a really bad job explaining it in game because it's it doesn't the tooltip of of how it works doesn't match up with how it actually works uh so the way it works is whatever the ones digit is in your health yep uh that's how your the, the attack power scales up on this weapon so if you have zero, if you have four hundred health, then the attack power on this weapon will be minimum. If you have hundred and ninety-nine health, the attack power will be maximum. So if you really? have Robo at ninety-nine huh. ninety nine all right, sorry, at nine hundred and ninety nine health, you can use his single text and hit for five to seven thousand damage.
0: Jesus. <laughs> I didn't but know even that. still, there's wow. the only way that I was able to bypass this was I was looking through my inventory for any anything I had. I mean, I went in, I was perfect with all of my attacks and all of my heals, and then I would get to that point where he'd go, ultimate magic attack, fuck, game over. And you'd have to not only redo Form 1, <laughs> which was a 10-minute battle yeah. that you could lose, and I did, trying to get back down there. But I found that I had probably seven barriers in my inventory and went, well, this is my last shot. So I dedicated Ayla solely to casting barriers on my characters as soon as we got down to lavos course we got down and immediately cast a mega elixir just so we didn't die and the first three rounds Ayla went barrier 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 and boom he was dead in no time
1: wow so did you uh you obviously you killed the left one first did you even try to kill the center no, one or did you just go straight try. okay that was probably your problem
2: yeah yeah I I I would kill both. Well, the
0: problem is, is that he had so much health that I, by the time I destroyed the middle one, he'd already revived the left
1: one. Uh, Ah, see, because yeah, so because I one shot the left core, and I think it took me three hits to kill the center guy. So at that point, I had like almost three minutes, three four minutes of time where I could just hit this last boss. Oh yeah, just waiting for the revive. I didn't and then you bother. kill him again, and then you you finish it off.
0: That probably would have made it a lot easier.
1: But hey, this game is not about making it easy. It's about Eric being really, really angry for. Angry <laughs> pessimism prevails
0: again. Oh, I was so wow. pissed. Because I was playing it at, like, I stayed up super late to. Cause this is back when I thought we were going to do it that Thursday. I stayed up Wednesday night. I'm like, I got to beat this. And then I got home from work and went. Okay, screw it. I'm just going to get really pissed off and I'm going to beat it because there's got to be something I'm doing wrong. And I fought him like four more times and died again and went, This sucks. And that's when I started looking into who people had in their party. And everyone's like, We, we have Chrono and we have Luca and we have Robo. I'm like, Great. I have one of those
1: people. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chrono had his Luminaire, which was hitting for like 2, 2,500. Yep. Right. And Luca had Flare, which was hitting for like 3,000. And. Robo had his uh fuck, what was that? Anyway, his punch attack thing, I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, that was hitting for like depending on what his health was at, was hitting for like three to seven thousand.
0: My three D attack would hit for seven thousand, but it would still take five turns or five three D attacks to kill Lavos Corks. I think he had thirty thousand.
1: Yeah, he did have thirty thousand
0: just too too much it was such a frustrating battle but i liked it it was it was very reminiscent of the kefka battle from six where it's you had to be on your a game you had to know what texts you had available and you had to know when to use them and you had to be precise and if you missed it you're done
1: yeah uh so we're pretty much into the endings right now
0: so my ending i guess Uh, sorry i
1: just i just wanted to to bring one thing up before we get into endings uh, we pro- I probably should have brought it up during the side quests, but uh, how many cats did you guys end up with?
0: I didn't know you could collect them. Oh my yeah. god!
2: <laughs> yes, I uh, so, I didn't uh, realize it till the end. I only had like one or two. But...
1: Yeah, the uh,
0: I need to play it again.
1: There's the one you start with, and there I think you can get the one at the fair and bring it home, so you get two right at the beginning, and then there is. The same mini game where you get the uh, chrono clone, you can get cat food from that mini game, and if you go to that jar in chrono's bedroom upstairs and use the jar when you have cat food, you'll put the cat food in the jar, and then every once in a while as you're playing the game, you come back, get more cat food from the fair, keep the jar full, the cats will keep reproducing what? so by the end of the game, I had 11 cats.
0: <laughs> so you basically put cats in a room to have sex, and by the end of the game, you have cats.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I kind of wish that I got your ending, because I wanted to see all those cats jump through the portal.
0: <laughs> My ending was awesome. because. So what happened was you... Beat Lavos and you're kicked back to the beginning of the game, and you're laying in bed and and um your stay of execution somebody comes in and says, "Hey, Chrono, your stay of execution has been canceled. We need to go, so you're taken back to the 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 kingdom, and the king's like, Where is my daughter and uh somebody pops in It's like you gave the future and you gave us hope and blah 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 and all the people from all the eras are suddenly in the castle because luca brought them with as like witnesses to why chrono shouldn't be executed and then they decide to have a big moonlight parade and everybody returns to their time and this there's a specific rest reference in here to the entity can finally rest
1: yeah, um, and this is the, the only the second time that they even mention it in the game. Yeah. So,
0: and meanwhile, at this point, you're standing in front of Luca's transport machine, ready to close that the time warp. And just as you're about to close it, a cat runs through and jumps in. And then Chrono's mom goes, "Wait, kitty!" And she jumps in, and then it closes. Yeah. And then there's a green <laughs> comet going across the sky, and then the credits rolled. Hmm. Which
1: uh well they do make reference that, oh no, what'll we do? Chrono's mom just disappeared through time and we have no more portals, and then Luke is like, Oh wait, we still have the epoch. That's right. <laughs> we yeah. still have a time machine.
2: Oh yeah, we do have a time machine. Oh, by the, way, guys,
0: the thing we just used to save the world.
2: Oh yeah, don't you remember but
0: that what was the green comet?
2: Um Is it that just the I
0: antithesis to the red comet? Of like, hey, this is hope and life, and it
1: might have it might have had something to do with the entity, but I honestly didn't even
2: I didn't catch it.
1: Yeah, I didn't catch it because which what ending did you get, Derek?
2: Uh, very similar uh, in the sense that uh, everybody met up at the castle again, and everybody was re- revealed. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's in every ending. Um, that's the only ending I really thought was significant so i 'm not going to lie to you guys. I kind of fast forward through a lot of it, but uh, but uh, at the very end, it did involve people going through the portal, so yeah, all back to their so, own times.
1: so yeah, that was basically mine as well, but uh, instead of the cats jumping through and, and you doing it that way, uh, you and Marley walk back up to the bell, which the king now shows that he's taken down. Lene's bell, and is is rechristening it as Marley's bell. Okay,
2: that's what happened in mine too. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, uh, so Marley puts up the the bell by herself. She's apparently super strong, and grabs the balloons because there's a bunch of balloons tied to the top of the bell, yep. and she starts floating away in the balloons. And Crono's like, oh shit, <laughs> don't float away! So he goes and and jumps and grabs onto her to kind of bring her back down to earth. And turns out they just both float away in the balloons, and and that's the ending.
2: Okay, that's actually is that one wait, is that the one where
0: the, you're telling me that Chronos it. actually talks?
1: Uh no, I'll get into that after, but because that's one of the the so side that's one of the plus new game plus endings. Your
0: ending, they floated away in the balloons. Yeah. Did Chronos' mom jump into the time portal?
1: Uh, no, Chronos' mom never showed up at all.
0: Did they close the time portal?
1: Yeah, the time portal still closed. And uh, they didn't really make any reference about continuing their quest, like they did in your in your ending. They just kind of floated around on the balloons and had a, a, so, a grand old time.
0: <laughs> what ending is technically canon? Then
1: uh, there is no canon ending. Hmm. They're both they're both endings, right? Because you could have got either one of those endings, and that's pretty much it, right? So the the, oh. the real canon ending is the part where both of our endings with them saying goodbye through and everyone leaving through the portal, that's pretty much the canon ending. And then the divergence is your ending had them jump through the portal after the cat and my ending had them floating around in a balloon. Hmm. That's pretty much the only difference between the endings.
0: But are there and some I, pretty wild endings?
1: Oh, man. Okay, so... I wanted to see... Because I've I've heard that there's a lot of endings for this game. I didn't know how many until I started doing some some digging into it. Apparently there's 12 unique endings. With two endings that have variations. So technically there's 14 endings. And... The way it works is... After you start a new game plus... There's the left portal in... uh, The square the Millennial Fair area, where you where you go through the portal the first time. Uh, on the right platform, there's a little portal that you can go through at the very beginning of the game to fight Lavos. So if you go through the portal at the very beginning of the game, fight Lavos, you'll get the Dream Team ending, is what it's called. And basically that ending is you go straight to the end of time with all your characters. I guess at this point uh, would be Luca and Chrono. I think that's all you have at this point or is it Marley and Chrono? Yeah, I think it might just be Marley and Chrono. So you have to beat the game with two people. Oh shit. Uh But yeah, the ending is all of the developers of the game, like all all the main guys are sitting in the room at the end of time and you go talk to them and they t- start talking about how shitty it is for working for SquareSoft essentially.
0: No way. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: like, <laughs> "Man, it seems like I'm chained to my desk all the time, and they never let me get out of here. I'm just programming this game endlessly. And yeah, there's like 10 or 12 different people you can talk to who just basically shit, shit on Squaresoft.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of the endings. Uh, that's also the ending that you get if you beat Lavos the first time in the Ocean Palace. You get that same ending. Huh? Uh, that's technically the hardest ending to get because the the ways you do it are... are Either you beat it with two people at the beginning of the game or you beat it severely underleveled. So the other ways to get different endings are different triggers in the quest. So one of the endings is uh, you talk to Frog, but before you give him before you get the first piece of the massamoon, if you go beat Lavos in there, there will be an ending. And then there's another ending if you get a piece of the mass immune and then beat Lavos. And then there's another ending if you get two pieces of the mass immune and beat Lavos and so, it and so like on, it seems like it's right? just
0: whenever you decide to go and beat him is what ending you'll get.
1: Essentially, yeah. But uh, some of the real cool endings were uh, like if you gave Frog the finished mass immune but didn't beat Magus and went and killed Lavos... Mm-hmm. there's uh, a scene where Chrono is, is passed out in the corner, like having a good nap. And Luca and Marley are having a conversation about how Luca wants to wake him up because he's being lazy. And Marley's like, no, no, just let him sleep. He's been a, a pretty big hero in this game. So he deserves to have a nap. And then frog walks by and says something along the lines of, I have unfinished business to take care of. Uh, trips over a bunch of books, falls on his face, and then gets up and goes and fights Magus by himself. Really? Huh. Yeah. And it's all, it's all scripted, and uh, you don't actually get to, to play the fight out. But that's one of the endings. Another really cool ending is if you go to 65 million BC the second time, but before you beat the Black Tyranno... If you beat Magus in between there, then the ending is cuts back to the beginning of the game, but instead of people, everyone are reptoids. Oh reptiles. No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so yeah, Chrono's mom comes to wake up Chrono, but she's a reptite and Chrono's a reptite, and then it just basically goes through the first little bit of the game with everyone being reptiles. <laughs> Uh, Crono, go back even Chrono and, and see, his mom. Yeah,
2: everybody. Everybody's a reptile.
1: Oh God, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> see, and that's why this game is such a it, it's such a classic, and it's a it's a replay. You know, you, you, it's not just one of those games that you play through once and it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I I can, you know, I can sell this game or I can get rid of this game. This is a replay. You go back, play yeah, it a bunch of absolutely. times. It's great. I'm yeah,
0: super and, glad that we decided to play this. <laughs> this the, this is go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say, the last one I want to talk about is, uh, we didn't really touch on this at all during the show, but Chrono is the classic silent protagonist in this game. He doesn't have a single line in the entire game except in one of these hidden endings. And I don't quite remember what the triggers were to get this ending. Uh, If you actually care, you can probably find all this stuff online. But uh, the ending is... Luca and like it just it immediately goes to black screen and says the end and then Luca and Marley walk on the screen and they're like well this is a stupid ending let's let's have a better ending like let's have uh let's have a slideshow let's have a slideshow and we'll 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 discuss the things that we see in the slideshow. So
0: they're directly addressing the fact that they were in a game.
1: Yes. Uh so the way that the slideshow works out and this this is probably the funniest ending there is is it's a slideshow of all the male characters of the certain eras and Luca and Marley commenting on what they think are like the best features of them and whether or not they would want to nail him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chrono runs in about halfway through the ending when they're just basically standing here and raiding all these guys. And says, Hey, what the hell's going on here? Don't you have anything better to do than this? And they're like, Sorry, Chrono, sorry, sorry, blah blah blah. And yeah, then he has another conversation with Marley, and they just all walk off the screen together kind of thing.
0: So maybe this thing never happened. It was all a stage play.
1: It was. Yeah, like uh Super Mario brothers three? Hell
0: yeah, you know Mario Three was a play. <laughs>
2: So yeah, that's, uh, that's... Chrono
0: Trigger. That's,
2: that's Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger, guys. It only took us one three-hour show.
0: <laughs> maybe, just maybe we can do an entire Final Fantasy in one show. It'll be nine hours.
2: Let's do, let's do all the Final Fantasies ever made in one show.
0: Even Crystal Chronicles?
2: Crystal Chronicles. I said all of them.
0: Even the ones on Game Boy that were made by Sunsoft?
2: <laughs> yeah, the final Va- Final Fantasy adventure or whatever, and
0: Final Fantasy Legend. Final Fantasy
2: Mystic Quest.
0: Oh, Mystic Quest was a good game. You shut your mouth.
2: <laughs> I never did play Mystic Quest. Don't. I sucks. played the adventure.
0: Mystic Quest where it was is more it- like
2: Zelda style.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So no, I'm 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 impressed. I had my hesitations going into it because obviously, like we said at the beginning, this is one that has enormous amounts of hype behind it it's consistently at the top or close to the top of best games of all time list so naturally i was going in like okay is this really going to be that good but it is
1: yeah it's it's one of those games that surprisingly lives up and massively surpasses all the good things that people say about it
0: yeah so even though you just listened to us if you haven't played it great we spoiled everything for you still go and play it
2: Well, as we found out here, even just between us three, it's like there were things that we didn't even know existed. We're like, whoa, what the heck? You you can do that. You can do that. So I think it's worth, uh, even if you got some spoilers, so to speak, go and play it. Give it a shot.
1: Yeah, we probably should have put a a thing at the beginning where it said, you know, if you're thinking about playing the game, maybe play it first.
0: (laughs) Well, we were just talking about this on our show with Silent Hill last week where basically we said, look – these games have been out for 20 years.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We're going to spoil them. Okay, if this were <laughs> Fallout 4, no, we won't spoil it. But it's come on, we're going to spoil it. If you don't want to listen to it, then don't listen to it. That's my take. So, good suggestion, whoever came up with Chrono Trigger to save us from the depths of despair that was Dragoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I guess, I guess the problem now is what can we follow this with like like i i have no idea what what's going to be good enough
0: well, to follow i think we need to look at this objectively because let's face it next week is fallout 4 the week yes. after that is star wars battlefront oh
2: i already reserved my copy
0: two weeks after that is just cause 3 which is a big deal for me then we've got Christmas. Uh, Tom and I are currently going to be playing through a little old PSP RPG called Popolo <laughs> but, uh
1: So basically what you're saying is you don't have time for another show like this, at least until the new year.
0: Well, That's I don't what think, I would suggest as well. Yeah, we wouldn't be looking at something to do. I mean, I'd like to do one a little bit like how we did the Final Fantasy ones, where we can take a longer game and break it up so that we don't have to try to recall a whole game in one show.
1: Well, I mean, Chrono Trigger isn't exactly a long game, right? I mean, between us, we were at 20 hours average, so... Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. I was thinking, clearly the the PS1 games lend themselves really well to this because they're broken up via disc. Um, I would say, like, uh, Xenogears... Or something like that.
2: You know, one game I have never played, hmm. and you you rave about it, Eric, is the Lufia series um, or in, in those games. Uh, so I don't know. That would be one of my suggestions. Since I've never played, I can kind of go in a, with a virgin. Yeah, which a virgin, I'd, be down uh, for a, I'd be down
0: for a Lufia game. I haven't played through Lufia 1 in probably 15 years. It's a Any long game. Any suggestions,
1: Kevin? Uh, yeah, I mean, both of those sound good. Uh, I was kind of thinking like a Xeno Sega or something like that. But, yeah, Xeno Gears is pretty much the same thing, okay. essentially. Yeah. Well, but, it doesn't uh, really matter to me. Let's look up
2: one, so. how long.
1: Okay, well, let's, uh, let's just wrap this up, and we can talk about all this off-air. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, oh, my God, 57 hours for Xeno Gears.
1: Jesus. Sorry.
0: Uh, (laughs) Kevin, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, You can find me at Dinner to Angles.
0: Derek, are you using the Twitter twatter?
2: I do use the Twitter twatter, but, you know, I – for those who haven't listened, I'm a physical therapist, so it's more going to be medical-based. I'm a legitimate but... person here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a job today. That's why I was a little late getting to this show. Um, so I don't just work from home like some other pansies. Hey, that I had meetings do today. I had meetings. I was in my boxer shorts. That was yesterday.
0: And, uh... <laughs> was, was it Skype meetings? No, I had to actually go places today.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Derek D E R E K D P T underscore A T C.
0: You can find me at Honest Pizza. It's a little dumber.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm not <laughs> well, a doctor
3: do
2: or professional, so
0: most well, of my just, stuff. You, will you can be
1: just it to Honest Pizza underscore
2: MD. Yeah. I could. Well, I'm not an MD, but you know how it goes. But you're a
0: doctor. <laughs> they're all. MDs. I could.
2: I should just make another Twitter handle. I just been too too lazy to do it
0: so you can just change yours
2: but i use it <laughs> oh.
0: well we will figure out what the hell we're going to play we have crested 3 hours this is a first for factory sealed we were just raving yesterday how this past week's show was 2 hours and 15 minutes we obliterated
1: that
2: well well listeners, i mean I'm sorry if you fell asleep at all during this but you know there's a lot to cover in, in this game
1: We've been in the call for three hours and six minutes now, so whether or not that's all going to make it into the show, we'll see. Shoot. But yeah, I mean, we're dropping three hours. This
0: this is going to be reminiscent of last spring where we dropped like 13 shows in a month because we did a show last. We did a show Sunday. We did this one today. Tom and I are doing one Friday, and then we're doing another one on Sunday, so four shows in a seven-day period.
1: And so far, five and a half hours worth of of show. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: If you like us and what we are doing, share us with your friends. Shoot us an email at factorysealed uh, at manatank.com Or, if you really like us, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd like that. We're coming into our fourth no fifth calendar year of this show no way we started it in 2012 so we were in 12 13 14 15 and then we'll be in 16 so that's our fifth actual year
1: wow yeah i guess yeah we did uh our final fantasy sixth show was in 2013 (laughs) yep so yeah i mean that's we had a bit of a
0: hiatus but we came back with a vengeance we have been weekly for a long time so all right, guys, let's uh let's wrap this up. We will discuss what we're going to play and get back to you later.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.